This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here, presuming everything works right. And I think it's going to. It's taken a little while to make everything connect correctly here this evening, but uh, that's because we're not where we normally are. We are normally in our studios in beautiful Keene, New Hampshire, but today we're about two and a half hours away from Keene, about three hours maybe uh, away from Keene, at the Rogers Campground, uh, which is in Lancaster, New Hampshire. And we're here with uh, probably a few hundred other like-minded, liberty-oriented peoples. We've been talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival here uh, for quite a while. We've been promoting the fact that we're going to be here live, and now we are here live. So uh, welcome to Porkfest 2011. You know, as, as we were, my, my wife and I were out at the little playground, and Jack was climbing on the monkey bars and uh, swinging, and I was just looking around at the mountains, and, and Roger's Campground kind of sits on the edge of a bowl of mountains here in, in uh, the White Mountains in uh, New Hampshire, and it's just amazing. You could, you know, you couldn't be in a more beautiful place. Yeah, no doubt about it. And actually, of course, as is typical for these particular broadcasts, uh, we do have special guests that will be sitting in with us, which is kind of breaking format, I mean, to some extent, for Free Talk Live. I mean, Free Talk Live is an open phones panel discussion with a pro-liberty viewpoint. And uh, normally, we'll just take calls from anybody about anything. And we will still do that. The phone lines are still open at 800-259-9231, though we've got all kinds of interesting people here at Porkfest that could... You know, in theory, be the people that would would be on the phone lines, uh, but now they can actually sit here in the studio with us. So we'll also be opening up the third microphone here uh, in the studio to talk to hopefully all kinds of interesting folks. Some of them will be voices you've heard before, and others will be people that we've never met, we've never heard of before. They're just going to be, you know, floating in and uh, presumably enjoying themselves thus far. Jason Talley is actually going to uh, start us out here tonight. The managing director of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, Jason, always good to have you here. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah. So uh, when did you get in? I've been here for about three hours, but most of that time has been setting up tents and looking for people and stuffing uh, bags for the people that have registered at Porkfest. Right. Uh, I saw the bags. They they look nice. And, of course, uh, it seems like at least 100 or two maybe are here thus far. It's so, hundred, uh, so so far, I mean, there's say. been people that have been selling food already, so there's already yeah. commerce taking place. And, yeah, I had a uh, quesadilla earlier, and it was very good. Nice. Yeah. So one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I was walking down what what is going to be Agra Valley, and I was looking at all the little businesses there. Lots of bumper stickers, lots of T-shirts, lots of uh, sort of informational packets, uh, and plenty of people selling glass, uh, you know, things of different types. Either uh, you know, smoking pipes that are glass, or little trinkets that are made of glass. There's the the free aid section, which is I guess people just volunteering to offer medical attention to people who might need it, giving glass on CPR, that kind of thing. There's uh, the Agris Drinking Fountain where people can get alcohol to drink. Lots of that going on. And food, lots and lots of food. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. And things are going to, I'd imagine, start somewhat slowly compared to uh, maybe Friday or Saturday. Uh, A lot more people are likely going to show up for the weekend. But then again, this is my first time here all week. I mean, we've been to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and broadcast from the Pork Fest here for, uh, this is what, our fifth year, I think now? Thereabouts. I think it was 07 when we were here the first time. So I, I was here last year uh, at this point, Monday, and it wasn't nearly this busy, this busy but uh, Pork Fest this year is a week long, so you see a lot of people taking advantage of that. So you'll be able to come up here and join these hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people that are going to be here. We've got a, a decent amount of them in the room tonight. I imagine we'll probably... 
fill this room at some point uh, throughout uh, the week. But stay tuned. Plenty more from Porkfest to come. We still have regular Free Talk Live uh, content here tonight. Mark, what do you want to share with us? Um, well, I've got a news story. And just when you think it can't get weirder, more oppressive, stranger in the United States, it does. This is out of Corpus Christi, Texas from KZTV10.com. This is a television station's website. This isn't the, the news of the weird. This isn't, you know, uh, the onion where they tell stories or anything like that. I, I want you to understand how bizarre this story is. You're building suspense. I'm doing my best. This lady, uh, her name is Gonzalez, first name Ro- Rosalina, got five years probation. They were, they, were, they, were, they were good to her. They were nice to her. They gave her five years probation for spanking her daughter. Wow. I mean, I'm not in favor of spanking. I'm not but... looking, I, we, we have not spanked Jack. Um, there's been moments in time when I thought that kid needs a, a whack. But, um, you know, I, that, that's not the way we're, we're doing it. But... You know, let me read this story, and you'll just uh, because you know you're thinking to yourself, this has she has to have beat him with a belt, right? She has to beat the the little girl with a belt, right? Well, I'll go fetch me a switch, right? Had to have been a, a you know one of those wooden spoons, something mm-hmm. broke the skin, left welts, something. This week, a local woman avoided jail time, but her case was um, made it clear that the local prosecutors and judges will not tolerate what used to be a much more accepted practice. Back in December, police arrested Rosalina Gonzalez for injury to a child related to the spanking of her daughter, who was nearly two years old at the time. It was her daughter's grandmother who noticed red marks on the child's rear end and took her to Driscoll Children's Hospital to be checked out. Red marks. Wednesday, Gonzalez was in court to uh, plead guilty to the charge charge after reaching an agreement with prosecutors. She'll be on probation for five years, and during that time, we'll have uh, have to take parenting classes, follow all CPS guidelines, and make a one-time payment of $50 to the Children's Advocacy Center. But before she was let go, the district court judge, Jose Langora, made it very clear to her that, and everyone else, that a simple, straightforward case of spanking is a crime. You don't spank children today, said Langora. In the old days, maybe you got spanked, but we're in a different quarrel. Hmm. You don't spank children. Quarrel. I don't know, but th- there was a different quarrel. I have no idea what he means by that. It Isn't prob- a quarrel an argument? That, that's my understanding of the term, but okay. uh, likely this judge uh, is probably using one of the, the less uh, common, use, more archaic gotcha. uses. Is that the first ruling of his kind? I have never heard anything I've never like heard this. It either, yeah. I, I know when I was in first grade, my uh, government school teacher would hit me with a ruler. Where's the vigilant government uh, then? Uh, the, yeah, right. The, the, the principal at my uh, schools would, would smack me with oh, something, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, paddle, too. That's right. Uh, well, I was just hearing somebody talk about on the air yesterday. Maybe it was Free Minds Radio. I don't remember who it was. On my show, it was, was Jamie uh, Crane. Right. Was it the uh, the story about some teacher or a principal like spanking kids on their birthday or something like oh, that? that, that oh, that yeah, right. that story. That was uh, not Jamie Crane, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's the they were just giving whammies though. It's a padded hockey stick. Right. So it's okay when the principal at the school does it, but oh, when right. mom does it here, I mean clearly right. the judge a and, and just to make sure that she's beaten into the dirt about this, the judge says you don't spank children. You understand, Gonzalez answered. <laughs> yes, sir. Gonzalez currently does not have custody of her two-year-old victim or her other two children. She's working with CPS to get them back. But until the state feels that she is ready, the kids will remain with their paternal grandmother. This, I hope this isn't the same grandmother that uh, accidentally turned her in, but, you know, whatever. 
I, I can see why any of this, uh, the, these mistakes would have been made. Who would have guessed that this would have happened? The Texas Attorney General declined to comment today on the legality of spanking. Not going to give, this lady just got sentenced, but the Attorney General won't comment on the legality of spanking. Well, why should they say anything to you? I mean, clearly it's illegal. She's been found guilty. (laughs) The judge said so. Uh, it, it's, it's just bizarre. Uh, The CPS spokesman did tell us that spanking is considered criminal when it injures the child. And then they have a a paragraph here that says, Texas law allows the use of force, but not deadly force, against a child by the child's parent, guardian, or other children who's acting in loco parentis. But most parents do, in fact, use corporal punishment in the form of spanking, at least occasionally, and most do do not, in fact, consider it abusive. Experts disagree about the advisability of uh, of ever spanking a child. Some say that Combined with other methods of discipline, mild spanking of a child is harmless and effective. Others claim that I'll, I'll claim that it's effective. I don't necessarily believe that it's harmless. Others claim that other methods of uh, discipline work as well as spanking or better, and I think that that may very well be true. I've, I've certainly yeah, seen I some think evidence it's, of that. Well, this is something we've talked about in the past, and, and you've always kind of been an advocate for spanking. No, I've been an advocate of leaving people alone um, and figuring out, let them figure it out. Well, I remember you being an advocate in the past. Maybe you've changed your mind on that, and that's that's great. I, I hear you say you don't do that with Jack, which is your son, and I think that's fantastic. I don't have three boys. I think spanking uh, really teaches kids that violence solves problems, and that's a real less than less and I wouldn't want my kids to learn. I, but this is crazy, though. This lady More got coming up. Five Your years. thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. We're live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. 800-259-9231. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live. We are live on location at the beautiful Rogers Campground in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. The scenic view is incredible where we are, although we're kind of set back in the, the room. If you actually go up to the windows or stand outside, it's, uh, it's quite a mind blower. And if you're not here, well, it's not too late to get here because things are just getting started today. People are getting their campsites set up. Uh, vendors are getting their vending going. There's, uh, I think Mandrick is here from Mandrick.com, M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. He'll be selling his baklava and uh, gyros, and there's some uh, all kinds of other things. Pad Thai, I believe, is uh, is here, so Thai food, as I understand it. Uh, I don't know. What else have you all seen around? Quesadilla, uh, quesadillas are here as well, and Jason Talley's with us. Precious probably. metals. There's some ag- uh, agorist ice cream and some salads for sale. Ooh, if it's the agorist ice cream I've had before, then I can highly recommend that. It, it's a Liberty Bell ice cream, and their slogan is, uh, Liberty in our lifetime, ice cream in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. They're uh, also doing uh, adjustments, uh, chiropractic adjustments uh, out there. For, oh, great. great. Uh, in the Agorist Alley. So, yeah, all kinds of products and services uh, available here, and I imagine more will be available throughout the week as uh, folks may not necessarily be showing up here on the first day of the 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival. But certainly there are a lot of hardcore people here. And let's hear it. Thank you guys for coming out here. Hardcore. Monday. There's a whole week. 
I don't know if they're going to be this energetic by the end of the week. I mean, uh, all the uh, the alcohol and the various other things that might be floating about. Well, uh, the, uh, you know, I went to the the family mixer here. I got it right. at four thirty. They how'd um, that go? It, well, you know, there was a, the Liberty Bell ice cream was being dished out, and there was a lot of uh, finger painting, watercolor painting, uh, some drawing going on, lots of kids' activities, and you know, families getting to know each other. So, would you say that uh, that's going for? Was it is that different from last year? Or did they have that last year? I think that everything for the families has been expanded uh, hugely this year, know. just to make sure that uh, you know people have things to do, and this isn't. Eh, it, it's not. They want. They don't want to build completely as like an adult partying event because it's it's really not. Um, you know, there's the kids. They do their thing. They're largely obtuse to what's going on otherwise. Yeah. And well, That's a fun know. time in a campground for it a kid, is. right? It is. There's the water park here and all kinds of fun things to do. Yeah, the kids don't realize that uh, things are being sold without permits because uh, they don't know what permits are, and right. they shouldn't know what permits are. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I've got a story here somewhere. I don't know if you guys covered this last night about the because uh, Mark is now doing our Sunday-only, uh, Internet-only show. Uh, did you guys cover the lemonade stand? Uh, we did not. dollars Somebody has been, you know, it has happened again, and we'll get to uh, the details here on it in a little bit. You don't want to but, f- flesh out this uh, spanking issue oh, was any there, longer? Was there more to the spanking that's, thing? Well, that, that's the story, but I mean, don't you think it's it, it's shocking and weird? I mean, this is this is one of the, to me, this is I'm a, not shocked one of the anymore. craziest I mean, stories I've read country. in the last few months. Is it really shocking? I mean, it's the same country where people who take pictures of their kids in the bathtub get child porn charges. Is this really that shocking in that light? In, in the, that light, it's not, but I think that most parents, if they were confronted with the idea that uh, spanking was now a felony, they would be, they, they'd just, they'd, they'd be amazed. They'd, no way, that can't possibly wow, happen. Wow, I missed that point. It was a felony? It's I didn't a felony. That. It's a felony. She got, <laughs> this was in Texas. She got five years probation, but that's an incredible amount of probation and really hard to do. They make probation so that you fail. CPS took her kids from her. And she hasn't gotten them back yet. She's, you know, wow. she's indentured to them. And, it, I, you know, to me, I think that this is one of the biggest stories of the year. And it's probably just going to get shoved under the rug. All right. Well, OK. Well, we can comment further on that. That's fine. I think that uh, th- I can't agree with how this lady disciplines her children. I think there's a real problem with spanking. But I also uh, what is a higher priority for me is to allow other people to be free and to have their families and whatever weird sick rules they want to have for their families so for me it's it's hands off i i'm not interested in this woman's way of raising her children but i'm also not the kind of person who's going to say you can't do that uh, I may tell her if I were her friend, if I knew her and I found out that she were spanking her child, I may have a, you know, may talk to her about it and let her know that that's, that's uncomfortable for me. And that if I had a child, like say her, her child's same age, that I would say to her that I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable allowing my child around her for fear that she might use that same kind of uh, parenting technique on, uh, on my child. That's, you know, really unlikely. When you think? Absolutely. Well, that's, that's her tool that she uses with her child. Why wouldn't she use the same set of because tools with someone else? you don't have else's? the same relationship. Relationship with other people's kids as you do with yours. I mean, I see where you're coming from. It's many, many parents spank, and very, very few parents go and spank somebody else's kid. That would be bizarre I'm saying, behavior. That's what I would tell her. Is I, I would not feel comfortable having her around my child. Okay. Well, you can say whatever you want, and your f- child at this point is fictitious. I'm right. You think, Did you want to talk about the issue or not? Do you, okay. Do you think a because, fe- female fictitious child would be fictitious? 
That's very cute. So, Tally, do you guys want intelligent to say? Do you guys show or watch the show Mad Men? It's based in the 60s uh, about the uh, Madison Avenue advertising campaign. They always no. like will throw scenes in there that will shock the audience. Like one time, one of the kids was walking around in a, uh, a dry cleaning bag with this made of plastic. <laughs> um, but then one time, they did have an episode where like this stranger disciplined a child, and then the parent looked on and like it was no big deal. So times are changing. I would like to see. Uh, less spanking. I'd like to see less violence, but I certainly don't trust a violent organization like the yeah. government to get involved and take away uh, uh, families, take away children from um, their their parents. Like this we is saw not the way to make it happen. This no. is not the way to to change society. Of right. course, people believe it is. I mean, they're they're trained when they are growing up. They're trained to believe that if you want to change society, then just pass a law. And then, that, of course, that means bringing the cops in to uh, to threaten violence against everybody. And of course, as we've seen with the war on drugs, that that tactic just doesn't work. You know, I, the, the I think that what this says to most people is the government is prepared to get right off in your business. I mean, this to most people is just the kind. This is family business and has really no. The government has no role whatever. And according to their own rules, Texas law allows for the use of force, but not deadly force. Spanking is not deadly force. So this judge essentially is doing what you know so many people talk about, legislating from the bench, changing the rules of uh, behavior inside the house. I agree. Spanking, probably not the way to, best way to, to deal with uh, uh, discipline. I don't know every circumstance. I'm not going to claim to know what's the best in every single circumstance up to this point. My wife and I have been able to manage a three-year-old boy without spanking. But that doesn't mean that it's impossible, um, not possible to do it anywhere. So, Well, your thoughts are certainly welcome at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. The Ruger Gunsight Scout rifle is an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have. If you can have only one, you can see it at Ruger.com or check it out at your local gun dealer. We're here at uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or not Lancaster, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire. So you're catching We're uh, in New Hampshire, Lancaster, at uh, the beautiful Rogers Campground. And that's one of the things that tends to go on up here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. For those that are into their uh, right to bear arms, this is certainly a, a friendly place for that. Uh, there are people carrying not just firearms here, but there's uh, at least one man with a sword uh, that I've noticed here in this audience. So Highlander. Yeah, that's definitely happening here. There can be only one. And so we'll continue at 800-259-9231. Plenty of time for you, your thoughts about what you want. doesn't have to be about pork fast or spanking. You can bring up anything and take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. More from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 in moments. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there free, so do enjoy those on us, features including listening options. You can go and listen in via various different methods. Uh, of course, our Internet streams, we have broadband, we have dial-up flavors. They operate around the clock. So anytime you want to hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com and learn more also about our 104 radio stations from coast to coast, the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way, our satellite listening options like XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air KU band channel and more. So go get the details and get tuned in at listen.freetalklive.com. We're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We've got Jason Talley with us uh, from the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Always nice having you. Thanks. Always good to be here. And we're actually going to take a phone call here uh, because we can... Chime in if you feel like... Yeah, absolutely. Even though we're here on site, we still have our technical capabilities and so we go to Jim listening in Illinois. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying Porkfest. Just Um, certainly am, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, it's nice to talk to you again, Jason. Um, Met you back in Chicago a couple years ago for your meetup. But um, all right, I wanted to bring up. uh, I found this uh, interesting movie on the internet here. Um, Sure. It's it's a horror film. It's called The Tunnel. It's like a Blair Witch Project type thing, except it takes place in the underground um, uh, subway system of uh, Sydney, Australia. And supposedly it's a pretty good movie, but here's the interesting thing about That's what they said about the Blair Witch Project. But this is supposed to be a lot better than that. But here's the interesting thing about this movie. Um, While it's got some getting decent, actually decent reviews, it's the distribution method they're using for this movie. Hmm. They're releasing it for free on BitTorrent. Oh, wow. Okay. How are they making money? uh, How are they making money? Two ways. Yeah. You can either go to the website and buy the buy the DVD. It's got all the extras and features that you uh, come to expect from DVDs. Or you can buy a frame of the original film for a dollar. Oh, neat. And Fantastic. It's, it's shot in film? It's shot on film. And oh, uh, they're nice. just releasing it on BitTorrent. Uh, the only good thing is, is that uh, there is a, the BitTorrent version of the movie has has a uh, warning message on the front saying that this was this is the BitTorrent version of the film. If you enjoy mm-hmm. it, please go to our website and support us. I think that's uh, a smart way I'd to do I'd love things. to hear if it works out for them because, uh, you know, when people talk about intellectual property and uh, defending intellectual property, and I'm not saying that I don't think that there's some validity to the arguments, but I think that the, the two biggest things that they defend are prescription drugs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the drug companies, and blockbuster movies. Uh, that, that you just, well, in a world where there's no IP, then you won't have blockbuster movies. And I'm really interested in seeing whether or not that's the case. You mean blockbusters? Uh, not just the not the video store, but a blockbuster movie. Because yeah. blockbuster movies is going out of business. For Blockbuster. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we still have intellectual property. The world's the world's changing. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I I haven't even I just I just finished uh, downloading the torrent. I haven't haven't even watched this yet, and I already like the movie. Uh, this, Fantastic. I think this is just an amazing amazing thing, and um, I'd like to see more um, more independent uh, movie makers uh, follow this. Uh, Follow this distribution method. Um, obviously, it isn't going to work for like you know some romantic comedy or that sort of thing. But uh, you get uh, like horror or some sort of a text. Well, well why? Why wouldn't there? it work for that? Why, why wouldn't it work for a romantic comedy? Well, I wouldn't imagine most of the people that go into torrents uh, would download a romantic comedy. But that's just so you're that's suggesting that torrent users are over. 
So you're I suggesting that torrent are. users are overwhelmingly young and male and therefore wouldn't be interested in, in that? That's, that's kind of the sense that I get. But has I'm anyone not, actually hey, done I, I any like demographic? wrong on that. Well, I mean, has anybody actually done demographic studies? I mean, because there are a lot of ladies that use the Internet, and uh, many of them are very, very capable. So why wouldn't they be using torrents as well? Well, they might. They might be. I'm just, I mean, this is just an opinion. Uh, I gotcha. don't have any, anything backing it up one way or another. I'm just basing I, it on my small group of my small group that I hang out with. And like I said, I hope I'm proven wrong on that. But You know, the tunnel, the it part, sounds like, the tunnel sounds like it might be a romantic comedy. Here, let me read the byline to it. It says, an investigation into a government cover-up leads to a network of abandoned train tunnels deep beneath the heart of Sydney. As a journalist and her crew hunt for the story, it quickly becomes clear the story is hunting them. Then a wacky <laughs> wedding scene, the tunnel. That's cute. Hey, thanks, Jim, for the call. Appreciate the heads up tonight at 800-259-9231. You know, the more experimenting that we can have in the world of uh, so-called intellectual property and coming up with alternative uh, distribution methods, the better to give people uh, the opportunity to profit in, in new ways. Well, this to... is a way for uh, somebody who's making a film who you know, doesn't have the normal distribution systems to get people to see their work. And I think it's awesome, and I sincerely hope it works for them. Your thoughts. Welcome. 800-259-9231. Uh, so, I mean, did, was there more that we needed to cover on this spanking issue? Uh, is there anything else that needs to be said about it? I think it's a terrible thing to do to your kids, yeah. but I don't think anybody needs to go to a jail cell for it. Uh, if you have friends who are spanking their kids and you disagree with them, I think the best thing you can do is communicate, and if they won't change their ways, then ostracize them. Yeah, I think that this is the government just jumping into people's business uh, far far too much. I mean, it's it's scary, um, the idea that a judge just interprets the law. Clearly, I mean, it's not written in the fashion to go after people that are spanking, and just decides to interpret it as child abuse and a felony at that, not even a misdemeanor. It's one of those issues, though, where it's it's hard to get behind the person who's who's doing it, right? I mean, because I don't agree with what she's done, but on the other hand, uh, I don't think that what has been done to her should have been done. Well, I don't think she's going to do it again. <laughs> if she gets if she gets out of jail, if she gets her kids back, years. Not, well, no, she she's not. Uh, it's she, a felony charge, right? Indeed, she got five years probation. Oh, she took a plea bargain. Yes. Okay. She got five years probation, but her kids have not yet been returned. Right. To her. So that's a pretty bad punishment right there. Yeah. Uh, 800-259-9231. Jason Talley here from the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Hey, Jason, we're here at the Pork Fest, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, 2011 edition. Last year, there was a fairly visible presence from the CD Evolution Fund in that there was a fundraiser that, uh, that went on here. What's going on this year? So this year we're uh, going to build on the whole um, Jefferson Dance Party thing. We have uh, some of the people that did the disobedient dancing in Washington, D.C. are actually at Pork Fest this year. Uh, Eddie Freeman, who I think we're going to talk to uh, pretty soon on mm -hmm. Free Talk Live, and then Adam Kokesh is going to be here. Uh, I was there. Um, just a, a bunch of great people. So Saturday night we're going to have a dance party after Soapbox Idol, which might end at about 10. And then we're going to do the what we call the Dance Dance Evolution. It's actually the uh, oomps. Uh, dance party, um, tech, house music, dubstep, um, DMB, whatever that is. Uh, but it should be a good time. And uh, I, I think uh, Hannah has a, a song uh, that she sang on the uh, steps of the Jefferson Memorial uh, State Free Dance, which has some pretty clever lyrics. Right, which, of Hannah course, Austin. is to the tune of uh, Safety Dance. Exactly, right. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah, and so uh, also Saturday at noon, uh, Eddie uh, is going to join me on a panel discussion along with um, uh, Ed, uh, 
John Kurtz, who's from Orlando, right? And uh, he's been uh, he's with Orlando Cop Watch and correct uh, OrlandoCopWatch.com, I think is their website. I believe that's right. And uh, so he's been videotaping uh, people who are trying to feed the um, the hungry there. But uh, they keep getting arrested. Orlando, yeah, that's right. Orlando is cracking down it's on. Been more the, than twenty people arrested right. in Orlando for pe- for feeding homeless people in a park. There may have been more today. I mean, I've been just pretty pretty disconnected from the internet. I've been driving up here to yeah. Rogers and trying to get all the studios set up. So I haven't had a chance to touch base. Normally, uh, these feedings of the homeless, or excuse me, feeding hungry people. You don't have to be homeless. If you, right. if you're hungry. You walk through the park and grab a sandwich or some soup or something like that until the cops show up. Correct, and then they arrest the people that are serving. Uh, but it's my understanding that happens on Mondays and Wednesdays. Today's Monday, so there may have been more arrests uh, earlier today. I have not heard the news on that. Well, John might be heading to Pork Fest, so I'm not sure what happened. He's been doing a great job of covering right. it. We've been watching his videos, and um, it, it, he's been doing some great work. And CD Evolution, of course, covers uh, we support the good people who disobey bad laws, and he's certainly a great guy for doing this. Well, what I think is great about this is that uh, Orlando must have changed dramatically since uh, I lived near there, because um, there was always all kinds of crime. You'd watch the, uh, the local news. There were several news channels. You know, it was wall-to-wall local crime. And clearly, the cops must have handled that if they're going out arresting people that are feeding homeless people in the park. Right. You're talking about at least a dozen cops, the last I saw. Well, the crime is that uh, they're not allowing them to feed the homeless people, that the cops are getting involved, and that needs to stop. Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. Maybe you're down in Orlando and you know how things went today at the uh, the feeding uh, or the arrests. If they happened, please share with us. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. Ring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. The number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And maybe at some point here, uh, I don't know when, we'll drag Jason Osborne in. From SACL CAI, the guy who's behind the Fun Compound, which I've not yet seen. I, I'm not sure where it is. I haven't even had a chance to really get too far outside the studio. Managed to uh, to throw my tent up, and actually, I, I I do mean throw. I somebody had one of these instant tents here last year, the Coleman instant tent, and they were really just saying how great it was. So I went ahead and I picked one up, and they are really. Exactly as they're advertised. It, it, you just catch a little error and uh, it opens up. It's almost like that. It's literally a minute flat, your tent set up, nice. which is pretty sweet. So that was cool. I got that done. I got everything set up here. And I'm, I'm excited because I know there's just so much going on here at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Now, Jason Talley is here with us. Uh, Mark stepped away. We've got actually uh, Eddie Free here with us tonight. Hello. Hey, Eddie. guys. Hey, thanks for coming in. Now, uh, you are the very same Eddie who was uh, one of the folks arrested at the uh, the first 
Well, sec- technically, technically the second uh, dance party, the Jefferson Dance Party. Jason Talley, you put together the dance party originally in Washington, D.C. back in 2008 when a young lady was arrested for dancing quietly. She had her headphones in, was listening to her own music quietly, just dancing there at the Jefferson Memorial in celebration of uh, Thomas Jefferson's birthday. You were there videotaping that along with a few other folks. but And, you're f- and dancing. Yeah, and you were dancing as well. But apparently she was uh, singled out because she dared ask the uh, – you know, the question why is which, which is a great question why you know, she was asked to uh, to stop dancing contempt of cop yeah and make sure you get right up on that mic there Eddie that way everybody oh, can right hear on. you right. so uh, then you uh, you put together this this next event and uh, that was at the time when Adam Kokesh from Adam versus the man and you Eddie and some other folks uh, ended up getting arrested in a fairly violent uh, manner by these police. It was Eddie that put it together uh, he actually heard you on free talk live discuss it and uh, had to take action and then got Adam Kokesh involved, which is great. That was it. It, it, it started uh, w- with Jason. Uh, it, he was, Jason was just going to celebrate uh, the ideas of natural law and what Jefferson brought to, brought to the country. And so we consider that the, uh, the dance party number one. And, um, you know, uh, after, li- right into after that listening there. to you, Ian, you had given out the challenge uh, to D.C. activists and uh, – I guess the next day we created the uh, Facebook uh, Dance Santa Jefferson, and you know we got a hold of our friend uh, Adam, and uh, he was body slammed. It went viral, and the rest is yeah. uh, history. And then, of course, the the following week you came back out this time with hundreds of people behind you. What looked like to me, Tally, you said it was forty or fifty people dancing. It looked more like seventy to a hundred people to me, just from the video mm-hmm. uh, that I saw. Uh, Eddie, what do you think about that? Yeah, I would say easy sixty, seventy uh, people at least were dancing around the actual memorial. Now, before we get to what's what's coming, because there's it's not over in no. D.C. By all means, there's there's a part of the story that. I found out from you last night, we were at a pre-Pork Fest party last night, that I don't think has been really told. And I think it's the most important part of the story, because I had mentioned on, I think I'd mentioned on the air before, that in one of the videos of the third dance party, this massive one, the most recent one, uh, in one of the videos, I noticed that as people were getting pushed out like cattle from this, after, you, know, you guys danced for 15 solid minutes, maybe about 20 minutes solid before the cops started rolling in and trying to get everybody out from the rotunda. But as people were being pushed out, I noticed that there were still some people dancing. And I, I thought I saw Meg McLean in the background. You did. There's a gentleman in our audience who says he was there. Uh, and maybe we'll, we'll bring some other of these folks in here to talk about this in a moment. Uh, but I, my question was, well, whatever happened to those people? Because I had asked the question, was anyone arrested? And I figured, well, if nobody was arrested, that must have meant that everybody eventually left. Like, yeah, maybe they held out for a couple more minutes. And then they eventually left uh, at the police's uh, suggestion, shall we say. It, but that's not how it panned out, no, no, it was actually more than just a few minutes. Uh, there was a group of three or four that uh, danced uh, for 45 minutes after the majority of us were aggressed against and pushed out into the steps. You know, the way they had divided it out, the memorial was in the middle, and they brought uh, the, the, the riot team um, along the left side, and that got the majority of the dancers out. But Meg McLean uh, and our friend Jeremiah Preve and several other of our friends, a few of our other friends, stayed within another section. Uh, they were kind of – actually, they ended up being cornered off and circled by SWAT. And uh, they kept dancing for 45 minutes, and they left at their own accord. <laughs> now, that is the uh, – that's the best possible ending to the story that, uh, that I could have imagined. 
because I saw those people in there and I thought, well, they must have gotten pushed out. But you're saying they set the time when they left. They left when they felt like leaving. And the cops literally just stood and watched and waited. Yeah, well, I mean, they had so much bad press uh, from the uh, you know the previous weekend with the uh, body slam and the chokehold. They were obviously under mm. orders not to fire or not to uh, uh, kidnap anyone. I so. was surprised by that. I figured that, but at, at that point they'd gotten all the cameras out, so it was just going to be open season on whoever was left. I mean, I'm I'm really impressed that people did stay behind in that way, and uh, even more so pleased that uh, they weren't aggressed against. It, it could have confused people that were watching our live stream, and we had about two thousand people watching the live stream at one point because I was positioned right outside the gate. They weren't allowing any more people inside the rotunda there, but they put a fence, a metal fence, all the way around, and they left a little narrow gap for people to exit. And so there were people that were um, they couldn't move because there was a big crowd there. So you'd have cops right there push people through, including like elderly women yeah. and things. And so they felt like they had to clear that area, even though they're the ones that caused it. But from my understanding, also, no dancers were stopped. And that was a big improvement over the previous week. Yeah, absolutely, which makes me think this uh, this next one is going to be even more uh, successful because usually a little bit of courage shown by just a few people can have a, a real inspirational effect on others. And I'm hoping that some of the folks that maybe were there at the third one and were dancing but allowed themselves to be moved out will be inspired by people like Meg, who's uh, normally a fixture on the show. She's been out of town for a few weeks, uh, but she's normally on Tuesday nights on Free Talk Live. And hopefully that she'll be inspired or that others will be inspired by people like her. And then then you'll have maybe 20 people staying back. Because what would you say, six or seven people stayed stayed behind? I think actually it ended up coming going down to three, about three about or three. four people. It's hard. They're hardcore, man, because that's well, but you they're taking to, a serious you take, risk. You have to take an, uh, into into uh, because when it first happened, it was sixty to seventy people that rushed the memorial, rushed in and started dancing, and yeah. every one of them were willing to go down at that moment. That's true. That's true. And then that counts. That counts for a lot. Uh, but the one critique that I that I heard from people on this was that there wasn't anybody that stayed behind, and it's it was wrong. That critique was wrong. It, yeah. There were people that stayed behind. It's just that they complete. The, the, certainly, the news, the mainstream news media missed it. Although Eddie, you said that there was one report where those folks were actually mentioned. Yeah, it was either ABC, NBC, or, or Fox. It, it was a, it was a mainstream uh, news crew that uh, caught it. Did yeah. they actually get fo- uh, footage? Yeah, they of those actually people? caught the footage of them dancing and actually walking out on their own accord, and they even reported. Wow! It. Yeah, make sure you get right up on that. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, they even uh, they even uh, reported that uh, they had left on their, like I said, on their own accord when they were ready to to uh, to, to quit, which was forty five minutes after uh, we'd first started. And we still don't know why they shut down the memorial either. They had uh, this big sign outside ex- expecting a big crowd that said memorial closed and everything was gated mm-hmm. off. And But they still didn't give a reason. But did dancing shut it down? Well, the haters were blaming us for shutting it down, but clearly it was the state right. that shut it down. We don't have the authority to shut down the Jefferson. No, well, the more people that are, that are there, the better. And that's typical, too. We've heard this a lot in Keene, where there's been a lot of civil disobedience. So, for instance, when Meg and I and a few others were arrested for standing in front of the police car uh, last year, they blamed us 
because of what, you know, the fact, well, the cops can't get to, uh, you know, to help people that need their help. Well, they didn't have to be there in the first place, aggressing against a young lady who was simply enjoying uh, an alcoholic beverage in the park. Mm -hmm. They could have gone ahead and gone on real calls where real crimes were happening, or more uh, specifically, there was the incident at the jail where a dozen people were arrested. And that, again, they had to bring out every single cop in the vicinity for this. They had all the Keene police that were on duty at the time. They had a Swansea cop, which is the town next door. They had the Stadies, state police were there. They had the sheriffs. It's and they just, had jail guards as well. It's just clearly fear-based. I mean, they brought out officers with machine guns to yep. protect the Jefferson Memorial from, from dancers. dancers. They had M4 machine guns. Wait, you mean that didn't make you feel safe? I actually felt terrorized. Well, you should try suing them in their own court system. Maybe that'll make things better, yeah, right? right yeah. We don't we don't play in their church. Right. You can't do anything within the system, so you just have to laugh at it. And I think that was one of the parts of the dance party that I thought was great because it really didn't, you know, it didn't uh, it didn't take them seriously. It didn't uh, allow them the legitimacy that they feel they deserve. Well, this is a solemn monument. We need respect. Well, maybe this is how you show respect. If, is it necessarily true that dancing is disrespectful? I don't agree with that. What Jefferson like dancing, we're there to celebrate him, not the state. There you go. 800-259-9231. All kinds of more folks to come. Uh, Eddie, can you stick around maybe talk about what's coming next for the dance party? Oh, you bet. For Fantastic. Sure. And, uh, Jason, thanks for coming on. I think we're going to try and get Meg in here or somebody else that was actually there because uh, you were there too. But uh, cdevolution.org for dance. Uh, the Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and you can bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of oh, approximately 18 that we'll be doing from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Although we're not the only show that will be broadcasting here. There are a number of other uh, folks from LRN.FM will be uh, in here and uh, we'll, we'll probably be talking to some of them like Dale from FlamingFreedom.com. He's sitting in the audience right now, as are a number of folks that were actually in Washington, D.C. a few weeks ago when the epic civil disobedience, mass civil disobedience, probably, probably one of the most epic uh, mass civil disobediences I have seen. I would say it ranks right up there with the uh, the Keene 420 celebration, which uh, really, you know, we hit over 130 people in little old Keene, New Hampshire, uh, getting high in the, the, the park. So this was, I think, uh, this was right up there with that. And Eddie Free is with us here uh, tonight. He is the guy that put the those uh, the most recent two of them together. Eddie, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you here. Now, as you mentioned, there were a number of folks that actually stayed behind. For those listeners that don't know, it was just a few weeks ago in Washington, D.C. at the Jefferson Memorial where hundreds of people showed up to support your freedom to dance. And 
We're talking about a situation where these folks were dancing quietly. There, there, were, there wasn't any kind of overt music that was being played. There was nothing that anybody could point to to say, aha, see, you're disturbing people. Uh, this is very loud. It's obnoxious. Uh, people don't like your musical choice. You know, whatever. That couldn't be said because all the music was in the ears of the participants. They had their own personal uh, music devices. And one of those folks is here with us. I mean, uh, Eddie, you were one of them, obviously. But uh, Will Duffield is with us. Did I pronounce that correctly? Will. You did. And make sure you get right up on that microphone, right nice and close. Uh, so you were one of, the, one of the people that actually stayed behind, because this was the story that wasn't told. The police closed in after about 15 minutes of allowing people to dance without interference. Then they come in and they kind of fo- form this police line and they swoop in and they push people out uh, like cattle. But there were a few folks that were in the background. There was a girl with a, with a dress or something like that. I think our very own Meg McLean was one of them. And, uh, and apparently you were one as well. Yes, when the police were sort of doing Doing their clockwork like sweep around the rotunda, I sort of stepped to the side next to one of the benches and they walked past me. And then I was able to continue dancing behind them until they uh, moved their ranks around to reform around just those who were left. But we were able to dance for quite some time after they had evicted everyone else and set up barriers to blockade most of the media out of the rotunda. Now, where are you from, Will? I'm from about. 40 minutes north of Philadelphia. Okay, um, so you made a bit of a trip. You made a bit of a trip there. I did. Uh, Were you alone? Did you bring friends with? It was just me. Wow. I had seen what had happened the previous week on YouTube and thought that, you know, what was going on was wrong, so I should go down and participate and do something about it. Now, if you don't mind me asking, why couldn't you bring, or why didn't you bring someone else with you? Is it that you couldn't find anyone else to go with? Were they all too scared? Um, because well, who else wouldn't? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't your friends want to come along with you on this? I'd just gotten out of school. I go to a boarding school. I see. So most people had scattered to the winds. So, but, so that's it. Yeah. So you were like done with high school? Is that what you're saying? Just finished high okay, school. Okay. Yeah, yes. that that makes sense then. Because after high school, your friends in high school, you hardly ever see them again. Especially them. when they live all around the world. Yeah. All right, so you went all alone, which, by the way, is, I think, even more uh, courageous on your part because you must have expected there was a chance you were going to go and and see the inside of a jail cell, right? Yeah, I was, uh, especially when we first started dancing and there were all the police around, I was kind of expecting just to be swooped in on. Was this your uh, first time doing any kind of uh, overt civil disobedience like this? Um, Somewhat. I had protested against the Church of Scientology before, but that was a protest with a permit so ah, yeah, any kind of civil <laughs> that doesn't count yeah yeah exactly in fact somebody was talking about pulling a permit for some event uh, in dc recently and and i'm hoping that those uh, those people that are considering that will uh, will reconsider it because at that point you're then begging them for permission to engage in what is supposedly a right to all assemble. you need is the bill of rights yeah that's all you should need right and you supposedly have a right to assemble a right to free speech just our, uh, our, our, our our natural right as sentient beings uh, gives us the right to move our body at um, whatever accelerated rate is yeah. outside of the norm. <laughs> and the man in a robe is you know, not going to dictate whether or not uh, uh, we can uh, deviate from outside the, exactly the norm. Exactly right. And in fact, that was one of my favorite questions was, well, wh- how do you define dancing? So if I'm tapping my toe, does that count as dancing? At what point does movement uh, beyond standing still become dancing? How fast do I have to tap my toe before it becomes tap dancing? Right. Now, Will, did you have any interesting conversations with uh, any bureaucrats while you were there? Well, I did speak with the uh, court liaison. Uh, He came over to speak to several of us who are still inside. Now, what is a court liaison? Um, Someone who... uh, 
Honestly, I don't know a whole lot about what they do. <laughs> that's Something what he said, though, huh? That, that's what he called himself. Yeah, okay. um, That's what he gets paid to be. Um, so, so what was he there for? I mean, what was he... He was there to organize our arrests. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's what he explained to me, that if we continued dancing, we were going to be arrested, and he went through the process. And now, when then, did he explain this to you? He, was it after everyone else had been pushed yes, out? Yes, this was after everyone else had been pushed out, and he was only ex- only explaining that I would be arrested once there really wasn't any press coverage on us, and once the police had a good maybe 10 to 1 ratio on us. Uh-huh. So, so then he comes up, and is he kind of talking to everybody at once, or is he speaking directly to you? It, it was sort of directly to me. Hmm. Um, I believe he went on to some other people after that. But, so here's what's going to happen, uh, kid. We're going to put you in handcuffs. We're going to take you down. Well, what was the, the Yeah, I had pitch? my I had my uh, bag on. Uh, I was carrying a big backpack because I was, you know, didn't know where I was going to end up that night and all of that. Sure. So um, I had that while I was dancing, and he was telling me that I was going to get that taken away as evidence until the court proceedings were done, um, which I saw as kind of a threat. I mean, you're threatening to take all of my stuff away for a matter of months as evidence of what? Dancing? A bag? I don't really understand. So is that what you told him? Uh, You don't get it? Yeah. I I told him and he told me, well, this is the law, sir. I don't see what the law is about dancing with a bag or dancing to begin with. But um, So then what happened with this guy? I mean, did he just kind of fade off into the distance? Yeah, he stepped back. I kept dancing for a bit. And uh, at one point, I just decided, you know what I mean? Honestly, I've been dancing with a 30-pound pack for a while now, yeah, about a lot 45 of minutes. So I, uh, you know, started to walk out. Two policemen sort of approached me on either side. I threw my hands up as they uh, approached me and walked out through their little, uh, two little rows there yeah, that the they corridor. had set up. Yeah, sort of uh, like something cow would go through mm-hmm. as we were leaving but i did i did walk out um you know not in handcuffs uh and not when i was told to i how did it feel for you i mean this is your first time doing anything like this and clearly the crowd appreciates it what what was it like i mean doing something like this it felt really good and it felt as though i was doing something good as well um i was exercising one of my rights as a citizen of the united states and trying to improve the country that i live in do you feel Um, like uh that other people should try this Definitely. Definitely. Whenever they get the chance. um, You know, if you see something wrong that's going on, you should uh, definitely speak up and take direct action against it because that's sort of your duty as a citizen is to help to uh, make your country a better place. And that's what this is doing. Well, your duty as a citizen is to uh, be allied with the government and do what they tell you. But uh, that requires them to have an obligation to protect you as well. And the government doesn't have an obligation to protect you. So therefore, there's no duty as a citizen. You're not even a citizen. So I mean, that's what they tell you over and over again is that you're a citizen. But there's no actual evidence of this besides the fact that people just keep saying it. And, you know, if you repeat the same lie over and over again, then people will start to uh, to believe that it's true. So really, you're just a free person. And that's what you did. You went and you acted like a free person. And free people don't just stand by when tyranny is on the rise. They they take action. They do something. And in your case, you did. And, and really, thank you so much for, for doing that. Are you going back to the next one? I definitely will be there. That's awesome. And that's something I definitely want to talk about here. Uh, Eddie Free still with us here. And thanks, Will, for, for coming on the show here tonight. Uh, Eddie, can you stick with us for a little bit? You betcha. All right, so let's talk about what's up next for Washington, D.C., because it's not over yet. 
Never. It's not good enough. I mean, the, the dance party was a huge success from all kinds of different perspectives. But we need to have another one where nobody's cracked down upon, period. And so maybe that will be the next one. Eddie will tell us more about that coming up here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. If you've got a question for Eddie, free or bring up anything. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kid should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. The number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If things sound a little bit different, that's because they're very different. We're not where we normally are. We're not in Keene, New Hampshire tonight. We're in Lancaster, New Hampshire at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains. It is just not only an incredible location uh, to be, but it's also a great place to be because you're around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people many of whom we're going to be hearing from on this uh, very radio program here tonight and throughout the week because we'll be broadcasting live uh, all week long here on Free Talk Live. Still, we can take your calls, and still, they can be about anything. So 1-800-259-9231. Also, coming up, your chance to cruise with uh, Free Talk Live's Mark, uh, Wes Wes Bertrand, and Stefan Molyneux. I swear, I've only had one beer uh, today, and that was a long time ago. Uh, but uh, Wes Bertrand is going to be there from Complete Liberty and Stefan Molyneux from, of course, uh, Freedom Main Radio. Now, Stefan Molyneux is going to be here this weekend, as I understand it. I'm not sure what day he'll be arriving, but there is going to be, uh, I believe he'll be speechifying at some point. Maybe he's going to be on a panel. I'm not sure about that, but I know for a fact he will be roasted. Uh, so the very first annual Liberty Roast of some sort will be happening here, and Stefan Molyneux will be the, the roasty target, perhaps? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Eddie Free is here with us. Also, TSA George on uh, the third mic. What's up? Nice to to have you on. And uh, so we're talking about, the. uh, by the way, cruise.freetalklive.com is where you can go to learn more about the cruise. It's coming up in November. Again, uh, there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on on the cruise ship, like cruise ship things like, you know, uh, snorkeling and stuff like that. If you've ever been on a cruise, you know know what to expect. Plenty of uh, drinking. That's uh, that's inevitable. And debauchery. Oh, yeah. Make sure you are really good with that microphone. Let me say, uh, George, I'm going to have to turn you down there. Uh, Most people... Most guests are not very good with a microphone, but uh, George is. So uh, cruise.freetalklive.com, go and get registered for that. Now, we've been talking about uh, D.C. and the D.C. dance party. And and TSA, George, of course, you are based in D.C. Yes, I I am. This is like my first um, um, civil disobedience slash protest, whatever, since junior high. Now, you were... uh, you were really putting it on the line, too, because uh, you work for the government. Yeah, I know. If you would have been arrested, what would have happened to you? Uh, unemployment line? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Do you think you could have somehow been arrested without them finding out, like the TSA wouldn't? I mean, they are a bureaucracy, right? What are the chances they just might not have any idea that you've been arrested? Hey, well, the thing of it is, you know, they got, they got like, uh, all my, um, stuff in their federal database, and once they run that, you know, right. they will tell my agency, oh, look, we just arrested one of your, um, screeners here. And, 
So you'd have to use a different name. Like Pretty could, much, yeah. I, I just use my Facebook name, George Cartman. <laughs> so, uh, so we're here with Eddie Free. He is the organizer, uh, the current one of the current uh, people putting together these dance parties, and it's been a, just a succession of continued, I think, wins for the the Liberty Lovers. I mean, even when the state people aggress against you, it's still a win because as long as you remain peaceful, then they look really bad. Exactly. We, we expose the violence that is the state. So, right. Uh, well, they expose them. Themselves. They expose themselves. So um, if we dance and they stand down, it's a victory. If we yep. dance and they aggress, it's still a victory because we're able to show the world, the country, and everyone that uh, that uh, that the state is a violent entity that. Uh, uh, aggresses against peaceful people every day, whether they're 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 growing their own medicine, such as cannabis, or or uh, peaceably dancing, and uh, and we're exposing that, Ian. And, and, and yeah, and my presence there um, pretty much says that hey, if, if someone who actually works for the federal government willing to put their career on the line over this right there, it adds here, here. validation to the cause. You know that it's you know you've really gone too far. It's yeah, they're really out of control. There's no doubt about that. Now it's not over though, because uh, last time was a huge success. You had hundreds of people show up, uh, dozens upon dozens of people danced, which is up from the f the five people that danced the very first time. And what are you expecting on July 4th? What is happening on July 4th, uh, Independence Day, as it should be known? That's right. It is Independence Day. Our independence from the state. So we're going to celebrate our independence from the state. Uh, we're thinking six o'clock. You know. We don't necessarily even have to dance. Uh, just at the, the fact that known dancers will be there um, will bring out the horses and the motorcycles and the machine guns. And there's going to be a ton of tourists there. And uh, we're going to act like free people. We're going to go and celebrate our, our, our independence from the state. And uh, the way I figure is uh, we're, we're going to celebrate, and if they aggress, then, uh, then uh, Meg had a had a great idea. We're going to do a vigil, a candlelight vigil. Um, if they don't aggress, then uh, we're just going to uh, celebrate and enjoy the fireworks, Ian. That's what we're going to do. So maybe dancing, maybe not. I mean, oh no, we're dancing. There's dancing. We're okay. going to dance. Right. If there's only one person person dancing, it'll be me. So awesome. And I'm sure a couple That's people fantastic. will follow. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and, 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 and I hope the, it'll be big, even bigger this time. Yeah, and more people will notice. The, uh, all those guard guys with the guns, you know, pr pretty much ready to t take down innocent dancers on the 4th of July, on the, you know, America's birthday. It's an ideal form of civil disobedience. I mean, you really can't ask for much more than that. Eddie Free. An ideal day, uh, the day, too, is, is it's a great definitely day significant. And so. aren't you changing the name? Isn't it now Independence? Uh, uh, yeah, it's Independence. Like yeah. So, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Man. So, guys, um, I'll see you all there. All right, cool. Thanks, Eddie Free from, uh, by the way, JeffersonDanceParty.info, still the uh, the website to go to for information? Correct. And uh, Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund has links. That's uh, right, CBEvolution.org. Uh, well. Thanks, Eddie Free, uh, for coming in here uh, this evening. I know there's a lot more Porkfest uh, excitement going on beyond this studio, so uh, he's on his way out there. But uh, taking his place is our very own Meg McLean, who it's, uh, Meg, nice to have you back here in New Hampshire. Hey. You've been kind of out and about uh, taking care of things uh, around the country here. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you're back for Porkfest. Uh, of course I'm back for Porkfest. Why would I ever miss Porkfest? 
so uh, th- good to have you here. And, and I just yeah. learned from Eddie last night the secret of the most recent dance party, which was that you and some others uh, were actually still dancing even after people were moved oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of, there was a lot of flack to uh, the dance party that it wasn't a success because people were pushed out by the cops and it was shut down and whatnot. But there was a few of us that actually stayed in there. I had my headphones in the whole time, so mm-hmm. I couldn't hear them telling us to leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you even got on the Washington Post. Yeah, and um, at one point, the uh, SWAT teams created like some separation and started doing their clockwise, counterclockwise push of people. Mm-hmm. And I just stationed myself right in front of one of the SWAT guys, and I was like, I'm not moving because I know that'll let him gain ground. Was that the one that was was you in the photo? It was like yeah, an AP photo or something Yeah, he's like a big that. black guy. In yeah, the SWAT he had the push. stone face on yeah. and the black sun glasses so at one point while they're doing their push he starts pushing on my back and i turned around and just said to him oh like my. i was like you can look but don't touch it's the same <laughs> as strip club rules you know and then i just stayed there and I, it wasn't until i finally really really had to go to the bathroom that i decided you know what i've proven my point i yep. can leave now and the so ultimate weapon against the activist your bladder yeah, yeah exactly it's the same when you and i were arrested in keen central like right, the only thing i was thinking the whole time is i have to pee so bad yeah. oh my gosh I think we just come out from Social Sundays, which is a uh, fairly alcohol-heavy oh, event. Oh, I happened to be in the park that day, but I had been uh, awake because I had been working with a friend overnight, and so I was awake for about 40 hours at that point. So it's true, then. You and yep. the rest of these folks stayed behind. You left on your own accord, yep. and those cops didn't do one thing to they you. They did not do yep. anything. It's incredible. Nope. Even I got to dance the Russian high kick thing. George, <laughs> thanks for uh, for coming to the show tonight. I appreciate it. Mate, do you want to stick You're around for a little sure. bit? All right, more here in a moment, and we'll take your calls as well. Eight 259 We're live from Porkfest 2011, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. We're here live from uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 edition uh, and Stepping into the studio here is our very own Dale, who normally joins us uh, throughout the show on Monday nights, and he's been very patiently uh, sitting and watching as all these other folks have been in here uh, talking. Dale, welcome back. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's always good to have you, and of course, you are the host of uh, Prometheus Unchained, 
And you're actually going to be producing Prometheus Unchained from this uh, campground this weekend. Right. I did announce on the last show that we were going to try to do that, and it came together. So I'm really happy about that. We're going to be here Saturday. Presuming the technical side of things uh, <laughs> well. works, which we haven't really. We'll find out tomorrow because Ernie Hancock's going to be here doing uh, Declare Your Independence, and he has to use the same setup as you do. That's so. wonderful. There's plenty of time uh, so to fix yeah. it. If it does, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't work. Uh, so, yeah. So flamingfreedom.com is where you can go to learn more about Dale. But uh, Meg's still here with us as well. And, Meg, you said you're going to be actually going back. You're not staying in New Hampshire after Porkfest. That's not because you're leaving New Hampshire oh, for no, good. Oh, no, no, not at all. Why are you going back out to well, the um, evil place? I'm headed back down south um, for a little while, and I'm going to the July 4th Thomas Jefferson because, um, you know, it was so fun the first time. I have to do it again, and I really just love being out there and meeting new people. And, it, you know, people really come to me now and ask how to do activism and it's exciting to share the things that i've learned in new hampshire with them hang out with the troops oh yeah yeah <laughs> so could. you feel like you've really been an inspiration for people then well it's not so much inspiring people as it is teaching them because uh, like when we were at the jefferson dance party the reason that i stayed behind that i wasn't kicked out was mm -hmm. because i know how to do activism i know that when the cops start pushing people that's when you stake your ground and you say you know no further than this and so everybody else was just listening on and i was just standing my ground and i got to teach people that out yeah. there well and that, that is the right way to approach things but sometimes it's not always easy i mean for oh, instance, no not at all not everybody's ready to uh, to go that far and that's okay everybody's got their limit everybody has uh their comfort zone and it's important to step out of your comfort zone but you don't have to jump into the deep end of the pool so to oh, speak you don't necessary. have to go Go all in civil disobedience. You can uh, just kind of take it easy and try saying no here and there, and and try you know do do a little non cooperation, and then maybe eventually you'll be ready to uh, to do some civil disobedience uh, at some point. And it certainly helps when there are other people around. Yeah, not definitely. just not just to lessen the risk factor, but to also kind of show you the way. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about, where yeah. you've been here before. I mean, not in that particular location, but you've been faced with the stone faced cops. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first time you're doing that, it can be pretty intimidating. Yeah, it's scary. Like the very first time I ever, you know, stood up to a quote unquote authority figure and, you know, told them I'm not going to do exactly as they say, or I'm at least going to question it. It was scary. But over time, like when I got to the point where I was at the Jefferson dance party, everybody else was leaving. I had these big SWAT guys with guns. I wasn't afraid of them at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, the worst they can do is what? Tackle me and take me to jail. Oh, well. You know, it's not scary anymore. Well, and yeah, I mean, if you come into it with that attitude of, well, I know what the worst is. Mm -hmm. I mean, the worst case is they're going to put a bullet in my head and yeah. that's going to be the end of that. And if you can come into it with the accepting of you're likely going to go to a cage, it's probably the more likely outcome. Mm -hmm. um, and since you're a girl, they're probably not going to do too much that's going to hurt you very yeah. much. You guys tend to get the easy uh, the easy road. Uh, yeah, I'm finding that out more and more yeah. and using it to my advantage. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well. Uh, and so you're there and you're inspiring people and you're showing them, uh, the, you know, the way and, and how this can be done. And it makes such a big difference in, in people's lives. Even if they don't ever say anything to you, Meg, I'm mm -hmm. sure there are people that are out there listening and watching and seeing what you do and saying, wow, well, if, if Meg can do that, uh, or if, uh, if Dale or Ian or any of these guys can do that, then maybe so can I, but getting together with other people certainly helps. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that 
you mentioned how you keep coming back. I think you mentioned this, but anyway, mm-hmm. if you keep coming back uh, and you keep, and that's what you are doing in DC, yeah. you're going to be going back again. Uh, then you just keep winning, and they tend to keep backing down over time as well. They'll they try to make themselves look all tough and uh, intimidating, and they'll make a few arrests, which is what they did with the 420 celebrations in Keene. Yeah, they made a few arrests in the very beginning. That created the blowback of uh, 50 activists going to the Keene t- police yeah, department, smoking out the freaking lobby of the police right. station. I mean, how often do you see a lobby of a cop shop? Just, you know, a cloud of weed smoke. That was great. That was the beginning of the end of the harassment of the 420s. Yeah, that that was the apex of the event. Yeah, that's that was at that point. They really pulled back and stopped harassing people. That's right. Arresting a guy for smoking mint. That was great. That happened that same day as yeah. well, yeah. And uh, so it's examples like that that really uh, that really help people. But. It's easy to get hundreds of people to D.C., right? I mean, relatively, oh, in the yeah, scheme of things, yeah. you know, well, D.C.'s they, got that profile. And they have big. a sense of boundaries now. They realize now they know that these people danced for 45 minutes and didn't get arrested. And so I think more people will feel a little bit more emboldened and feel like there's, they have a sense of boundaries of how far they can go mm-hmm. uh, without necessarily getting being in a high likelihood of getting arrested. And I like to point out that, you know, I don't really take on the role of doing civil disobedience myself uh, very much. I think the, I think I've said the closest I've come to civil disobedience is not standing for judges, which, mm-hmm. you know, but that's part of my faith and stuff as well. So, but I I do try to support people who are doing it, and I'm always you know sort of on the def- on the defending the ideas of it and the principles of it in the media. And I think that other people should realize that if you're not if you don't want to do it or if you don't want to do it now. There's there's so many things you can do to support other people who are yeah. doing it. You can show up for them in court, be moral moral support for them. You can make sure that you keep them keep in touch with them if they do go to jail and things support like that. Support the Civil Give Disobedience them. Evolution Fund at yeah. cdevolution.org, and you can get on a monthly subscription there for five or ten bucks a month. And actually, that allows uh, CD Evolution to do some of the supporting things that maybe be more difficult for you to do, like you know uh, take care of somebody's dog when they're uh, in jail or something like that. I mean, there's some real good ideas that the CD Evolution fund has has talked about but there's only so much we can do because it's still pretty early on in the you know it's yeah. still rel- relatively early in the uh, the existence of the civil disobedience evolution fund but one of the other things you can do for yourself and for others who support uh, who do civil disobedience is to come to new hampshire um, and get up here and join the movement of like-minded liberty-oriented people because finding people to come and support you in court where you live is going to be a real trick yeah it's near impossible plus i mean so many courtrooms around the nation we've been able to concentrate up here and really push the cameras thing and i know there's a lot of courts around this nation that do not allow cameras at all you can't even get like your own camera in to be you know your spotter if you don't have any people people are already forgetting how much work that was and how it's pretty trivial now to get a camera into a courtroom and record things and it was a battle. It yeah. was quite a battle to try and do that. And we had people getting arrested over it. And and, it, and people were saying, well, oh, it's, this isn't accomplishing anything. And I'm like, your memory is very short if you feel that way. Well, one thing where the, the activists in New Hampshire lost, and maybe it's only a temporary loss, was the jail. Now... Yeah. Dale, you and I were arrested in this case. Meg, for some reason, they came along and gave you a no trespass uh, it order. It was for a Facebook message I sent the superintendent of the jail, mm. just asking him to release you guys because he was listed as a owner or whatever, and yeah. it was private property. So since he happened to be my Facebook friend, I wrote him a message. He's your Facebook friend? He not anymore. Take my <laughs> <laughs> he will not take my request. I think it should. I, I think it should be said too. <laughs> 
that it should be said too that uh, that wasn't civil disobedience. We were doing a, I, I called it a, a morale uh, event. You uh-huh. know, for it was um, a, you know, and it, so for me it wasn't even a protest. It was described as a protest. Right. But, we were just out at the jail to, to yeah. find our friend and wave to him and uh, make him feel good, and uh, we yes. were waving at the other prisoners at the same time, and they were it's smiling. Something we've and, done in many other jails, and they decided right. to make it different this time, and. They had the guy who was nicknamed Mumbles come out and tell us to leave. Right. Um, so, hey, you, you know, hey, yeah, exactly. You guys need to go. Okay, rest them. They won't leave. <laughs> that's that's essentially how it went down. And uh, and literally, people are scattered all over the place. You have this guy standing just a, you know thirty feet outside from the front doors with people all over and saying, "You got to go." And you know, the, the big change had been that we had gone to other jails and we had done similar things in the past, and this was their crackdown, but there was never a response. And this is one of those things where it's hard to get hundreds of people out for civil disobedience in New Hampshire because we don't have thousands of movers yet. We only have hundreds of movers. So we need, you know, ten times the movers here for the Free State Project. We'll talk more about it coming up. You can take control as well. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous Internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. As we broadcast live from this, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2011 edition. You know, we haven't even had a chance to talk about what's going on at Porkfest. That's because I have no idea. I haven't had a chance to uh, to take a look at the schedule yet, but maybe uh, the two of you have. Uh, Dale and Meg are here tonight, uh, co-hosts, regular co-hosts on Free Talk Live, also here at Porkfest. I think... Almost all of our co-hosts will be out here uh, this particular weekend, and uh, Dale's pointing at something. The schedule. The schedule, right? <laughs> I haven't so you don't know either. You no. have no idea. All right. Does anybody know what's uh, happening? I've seen a couple things, but I just kind of plan to wander and uh, happen upon wonderfulness. It because, will happen. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm actually scheduled on two events where I have to be uh, like a speaker on those. Yeah, you really? should find yeah. those. <laughs> yeah, I, they're in, they are in my computer. So well, I, I know there's going to be a civil disobedience panel at some point. I know Eddie Free is going to be on that. Thank John Kurtz have. from Orlando, who has been uh, just instrumental in helping out with the folks that have been arrested down there. Were 20, over 20 yeah. people arrested for feeding the hungry. I have wanted to go down and join in that as well because that, epic. that just seems ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, it's you know, it's even extra ridiculous. Is you know, it's happening in front of a statue of Gandhi, right? Oh yeah, it's just, and it's just the icing on the cake. I've seen the pictures of the people being arrested with the statue in the background, right. and I'm just like, oh man, if under only... the watchful gaze, yeah. under Gandhi. It's just amazing to me the people who are going to use the excuse they were just following orders or whatever, and they they don't see that and go, you know, wow, this is me doing this. You know, I, I, it just blows my mind. I know. I, I've, every time I've been in a situation, like especially my TSA situation, I kept asking people, you know, what's the order that you'll be given that you will say, you know what? No, that goes too far. Nobody would ever give me an answer. Nobody has yet to give me an answer that's a bureaucrat. Like, what's the order that you would say no to? They just can't say it. It's that's better true. to ask them specific ones. Like, I know there are some 
there have been police officers, for instance, who have called into Free Talk Live and, and on issues of like gun control mm-hmm. and things like that and have said that they are a big proponents of of gun rights. And so and I think, Ian, you've asked them, well, if the order comes yeah. to confiscate guns, are you going to do it? Are you going to follow the order? And I think you've had at least one person say, no, I won't do it. Well, I think it's been more than one, actually. But in, the, in that case, it's easier to get an answer out of somebody because then you're just dealing with a caller on a radio show. Well, They're it's also a very extreme. I mean, when you say confiscate well, guns, you, you're saying everybody. But when you narrow people down like the government does, like you're going to confiscate guns from these people that we see as dangerous. So the ex-criminals, the, you know, protesters, the, uh, you know, sovereign citizens, everything like that. They're okay with right. that when you march people so you just have to figure out a way to marginalize everybody and then you take away everybody's guns but at the same time it's easier for them to answer the question because they're an anonymous person calling oh, the true. radio show whereas if you were to talk to an actual bureaucrat in person or call a specific bureaucrat on, on the, the record phone, they, right at that point they're less likely to say anything about their personal opinion mm-hmm. because they can just pass it off well I can't answer those questions yes. we actually had that happen today speaking I meant to mention this uh, speaking of the Orlando situation there was a call flood this morning that started at, uh, at 9 in the morning, uh, th- there are people in the audience who apparently participated in this, and uh, people were instructed, suggested by the folks down in Orlando to uh, contact the mayor's office down there and to let them know how you feel about the fact that, uh, that they are sending people to jail. They're arresting, uh, they've arrested 21 people thus far as of yesterday. There may have been more arrests today because it happens every Monday and Wednesday. And so to call up the mayor's office and let them know what you think. And so on the way up here, I'd come down, uh, I'd come up here in Marv, the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle from LibertyOnTour.com. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you were in Marv last year. I think you might have been. But... Uh, I was following Marv. We had stuff in Marv, right. but so Marv was a good. T- it's a good time to yes. uh, to come up <laughs> in Marv. There are a lot of people in there, and we're just enjoying ourselves. And at one point, I saw the this Facebook update because I was catching up on like a hundred Facebook <laughs> messages and. I saw this update about this uh, call thing, so I said, "Well, let's let's give them a call. I mean, we got a, a marv load of people here. Let's uh, you know, let's give them a ring up and uh, tell them how we feel." So I called up, and the woman that answers the phone immediately informs me, "We're logging these calls." It's like, oh, congratulations. Good for you. You can log calls. That's great. Now, I'd like to talk with the spokesperson for the mayor, please, because I kind of will come. I can come at it from the perspective of, well, you know, I have this national radio show, and I'd like to ask you some questions about why you're doing this to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, she didn't answer her phone, so I left that message. And funny thing, I haven't heard back from her. I guess they're not interested in, uh, in media attention. So, but then, uh, then somebody else in Marv took the phone and called. So they're all calling with my phone. And the woman, and by the by, I think it was Pete who called next from Liberty on Tour, and then uh, Bo from Liberty on Tour also called. And when Bo called up, she insisted that he was the same person who had been calling, uh. and that uh, that uh, he needed to stop calling because this is harassment. Well, when you don't get an answer to your question, usually you can't be considered harassing. Like if I right. was to call a pizza place and say, hey, I'm ordering a pizza. Can you deliver it in a half an hour? And they hang up on me. If I call them back over and over saying, hey, I right. want my pizza. Can you send my pizza? Will you give me a confirmation on that? Well, in that case, at least you hadn't paid for the pizza yet. In this case, True. we paid for these uh, these government <laughs> bureaucrats. And they claim it's harassing when you, too many when too many people call them and ask questions or tell them their opinion. Then that's harassment. So at that point, uh, Kate, who's a young lady that lives in the Keene area, she's a Keene native. She was in Marv, and so uh, she took the phone, 
considering they claimed that uh, Pete and Bo and myself were all the same person who was calling in, even though Bo insisted that, you know, we're actually different people and we're all talking in the background. So should have seemed pretty clear that there were different people there. So just to make sure it was clear for her that there were different people calling from the same phone number, because she just had the same phone number keep coming up. Uh, and so Kate calls up and uh, it didn't that conversation didn't last very long. <laughs> she pretty much. She pretty much hung up on Kate after claiming that we were harassing her. Yeah. So that was the end of that. I don't know where you can get the uh, the number for the, the mayor uh, over in, in Orlando, but I believe if you were to go to uh, orlandocopwatch.com, there's probably a link to somebody's Facebook profile. So, so expecting answers from yep. our so-called public servants is harassment, apparently. Yep. yep, yep, that's pretty much it. So that was my experience with the uh, the Orlando mayors today. Yeah, it's pretty much the same experience whenever you call flood anything, which those call floods, they do work, so participate in them. Yeah, please. But It'll after take you a minute or two. Yeah, but after about, you know, 20 calls or so, instantly the bureaucrats involved are just like, I can't handle this. People are asking me to do my job, be accountable, mm-hmm. stuff like that. They just can't do it anymore. So they they usually shut down the calls or they send it straight to voicemail or something like that. It's I think I've, sad. Actually, I've got the number here, uh, the number for the mayor's office in Orlando, if you would like to give them a call. As I understand it, the call flood is scheduled for all week long. So if you didn't get to call them today, obviously it's you know late, it's nighttime here, so they're closed. Uh, but call them during business hours tomorrow, and you can call them up at 407-246-2221. That's the Orlando mayor's office, 407 246 Two 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 one. Now they're going to try to scare you by telling you that they're logging the calls, and you know, don't let them scare you yeah, away. Just say I'm recording this too. Good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like uh, you're breaking a law by calling in and asking them questions nope. about, you know. I think that's the intention. They want you to believe that. Uh, you I know. know I'm just saying it's such trouble. a it's such an absurd scare list. tactic. It's it's so. Path- I mean, right, I, it's desperate. It it's really desperate. is. Yeah. And it really is. It's uh, it shows that there are people calling. It's not just folks in Orlando, people from all around the country. And this is one of the ways that activists can get together and help each other out, even if they aren't in the same area. We've yeah. seen that this call flood technique really is a success. It, it, it works. I mean, we got a guy out of a jail cell one mm-hmm. night just by calling a right, bunch of people calling. That's not exaggeration. I mean, you're you're not only making it so the bureaucrats actually have to keep checking the phone and keep you know keep taking calls. But also, you're filling out voicemail boxes as well. And I if- think it's also, there's got to be some sense of pressure just from realizing that the public is definitely watching, that lots of people are paying attention to what you do when normally everything seems to just happen under the table. That's right. All the dirty gets swept under the rug. So true, because normally when somebody gets arrested, that's it. Yeah. There's maybe mom or girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, the significant other out there. And whom they can be very dismissive of. Right. You know. Yeah, because as soon as you cuss on the phone, they can just say you're out of line and hang up on you. And usually the f- closest family member or whatever is going to be the one to be panicky and upset calling in. So it's easy yeah. to dismiss that person as just upset. But when you have 100 people calling in very calm, rationally saying, what are you doing? And they're they're working very hard to keep those people afraid and walking on eggshells because they are in such a tenuous position with their loved ones that it's easy to manipulate those people. Yeah. You know, they're 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 kissing butt, you know, and and walking on eggshells. They're really worried about their their loved one who's in jail. So but one thing that can make a difference, a real difference is physical presence and the phone presence helps. It definitely does. But having people in real life coming out and doing a protest or some sort of a demonstration out front of a bureaucrat's office or in the office of the bureaucrat. I mean, as you mentioned, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the people's actually smoking out 
at the police station after they arrested somebody. They wouldn't yeah. have smoked out at the police station had they never made an arrest. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. Right. So that was that was the blowback. That's the peaceful blowback <laughs> that happens in the case of messing with the uh, the Liberty activists. Literal blowback. Yeah, Dale. Uh, thanks. So you could you're welcome to stay. Both of you guys are welcome to to hang out here. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything. We've always got other interesting folks to talk to here. So we're we're just always winging it here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival Pork Fest 2011. More coming up. Hour three is next. 800-259-9231. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We're here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 Pork Fest. By the way, haven't even given their website out. Probably should. Porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com is where you can go to learn more about what's happening in Lancaster, New Hampshire for the next six days. We will be here for all of it, and we're not the only ones. Ernie Hancock is here as well from Declare Your Independence at Freedoms Phoenix. Dot com. Ernie, welcome back to Free Talk Live. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. It looks like it's already a good time. They haven't even got started yet. I thought it'd just be a couple of people here just kind of sort of almost getting ready, and boom, man, this, they're ready to party. Yeah, I, 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 t- I think you're right about that because having this being my first ever week-long pork fest, uh, this, this kind of size of crowd looks a lot like, say, Wednesday night would have looked like last year or Thursday night would have looked like last year. So to oh, I'm sorry, Mark's back too. The early comers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so uh, I, I know that before uh, Porkfest expanded out for the whole week, that uh, that this was probably a much slower time. Uh, that this this Monday night situation was probably a lot slower. Were you ever here out this this early before? You know, I don't even remember. I think we were here for. It had already been going like a day, I think. You know, but we were here for quite a while, at least three, four, five days. When they said it was a full week, I'm going. Wasn't it a full week last year? I think it might have been a full week in the past, and then they cut it down to a weekend, but people kept coming for the full week. And so, I was here more than a weekend last year, I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> yeah. so we were, so it's, uh, but it's expanded the schedule, and I looked at it, and it looks full. I'm like, hey, man, I was expecting to come here for vacation. I guess right? it's a vacation with activities. Yeah, it's exactly. like a cruise line. It's, it really is, it's, and uh, except you don't have the whole seasickness thing, and the boat doesn't tip back and forth. That doesn't happen much on cruises. No, it doesn't, but in the movies it does. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're here, of course, to talk to you about anything it's you in want. in the freaking love boat here, man. You can bring up uh, whatever you want. Uh, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. The show still operates in the same way. In fact, Miss C is on the line with us listening in Tennessee. Miss C, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Ernie. Well, how are you doing this evening? Hey, Miss C., what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm sitting over here in Tennessee, and I'm just about scared to death. Not for only what are you my... scared of? 
the government here. And, you know, we moved here from California, my husband and I, and he's a local minister. And I kind of, I gave my credentials to the uh, screener and uh, just to preserve my identity and so forth because I'm sitting in the state of Tennessee. I'll just refer to myself as Miss C. But uh, he has my credentials and so forth and uh, uh, to basically prove that I'm not some kind of a nutcase. All right. Well, we've certainly talked to plenty of nutcases. I mean, there's no prohibition on, on nutcases calling our show. So what is it you wanted to share with our audience tonight? Well, we have a whole lot of corruption here that's taking place in Tennessee. And I've actually, my husband and I, on a, on a much smaller level than most, have experienced it firsthand and actually have evidence on a CD of corruption taking place at a, a high level in the state government. But more importantly, there's people sitting in jail. For example, a gentleman by the name of Ralph O'Neill now, who's down there in Blount County, uh, being uh, uh, sitting there uh, and on his way to Roan County for additional false charges. And Mr. Walter Fitzpatrick in Monroe County. Well, slow down here. I mean, I, I understand that in every place around the country there are problems with the police. In fact, I know that it's uh, Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com who says that ever since he started doing Never Get Busted and started doing uh, you know, the cop busters thing where he's going out and he's busting cops and reverse stinging the cops and setting them up. And you know, they come in, they bust a place for a grown pop, but they're actually growing Christmas trees and that kind of thing. He says that people have been reaching out to him saying, this basically they all say the same thing, is Barry, the cops are the worst in my town. I mean, so everybody has this. There's corrupt cops everywhere. There are people sitting in jail cells across America who've never harmed another human being. This is not uncommon. But take that first name you were telling us about. What was his name again? Uh, Ralph uh, T. O'Neill. Now, Ralph, what, what happened to him? Why don't you just tell his story? Well, basically, we have issues with the court systems, and the cops do what they do. But what makes it more egregious is when a person has their constitutional rights violated in the court systems and with uh, rigged juries and illegal grand jury foremen who are basically doing and working on behalf and supporting these false charges that the cops uh, uh, arrest people on. And you have... Uh, those kinds of systems that are basically violating one's constitutional rights to a fair trial. And uh, I have read so many stories. If you go to a website called thepostemail.com, you'll see a letter that I wrote to uh, Mr. O'Neill's attorney uh, in Knoxville at his request, requesting uh, for on June 9th, uh, the attorney, which is a public defender, to follow Rule 33 motion for a new trial. And based on all this evidence that this man sent to me from his jail cell showing that uh, he was innocent of these charges. Well, I'm not a lawyer, Miss C., but uh, I don't think that you can put a motion in for somebody else. I think he would probably have to push, oh, but put he that motion in. but he gave in a letter he wrote to me asking me to do this, and he requested it directly to his, inter- his attorney himself. What were the charges? The charges were some drug-related charges and so forth, and they accused him of being a drug kingpin, which he clearly was not. And they've also pinned a murder charge. They're trying to pin a murder charge on him uh, of a gentleman that was murdered, and even the the family member of this guy in Roan County said that Mr. O'Neill is innocent of this. Why do you think they're Why do you think they're targeting this guy? I mean, did, did he cross somebody, or is there something else going on? Well, apparently there's, uh, he feels that the police harassed him there, and they have harassed many African-Americans in that county. But even more uh. importantly, 
the, uh, the police, and you'll see on Channel 5 uh, News coming out of Nashville, it was in, in June it was posted on there, about uh, the police officers are actually uh, legally allowed to confiscate drug money going out of the state on the I-40 westbound. Yep, that's uh, true. Miss C., thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the story, and it's not uncommon what she's talking about. Yeah, it, it sounded like it was news to her, but for me it's not news. This has been going on a long time. Where the police it's shocking will... for people when they find this out, yeah. though, that, uh, that the, the police are running these sort of gangland activities. And They're taking cash from situation. people. Yeah. They'll, they'll, if, you, if you, for instance, uh, there was, I think it was a story about a lady in her 60s or something like that, some old truck driver lady uh, who you know, had her life savings with her. She was going from one point to another point, moving her life from point A to point B. And during that move, she was pulled over by the police. They discovered her cash because she didn't believe in banks, so she had all of her money with her. And uh, they took all of her cash, and they they uh, charged the cash with uh, money laundering or something like that, because they can actually have uh, court cases against inanimate objects in this country. They actually have the state of, of the United States, which is an inanimate uh, object. That's just an idea versus cash. Uh, versus, you know, $30,000 in cash. And, of course, uh, the cash can't hire its own attorney because it doesn't well, have Well, they so do it, it like that on purpose because the cash doesn't have civil rights. Right. You know, they don't go after the person at all. They don't even charge them with a crime. They just want all their money. Exactly right. You know, what? Uh, there was a story we had a couple of weeks ago on Freedom's Phoenix that was about um, a local television station did a bit. It might have been what she was talking about because uh, I, I, I think I remember it was Tennessee Channel 5. So what happened is they had a jurisdiction that had no law enforcement, and they allowed another jurisdiction, was 100 miles away, to confiscate uh, drug and drug money and assets and RICO everything, whatever they could do to seize assets on the highway enforcing the speed limit and stuff there because they would give them a cut. You know, yep. So they go to them and they say, uh, you're just doing this for money, right? Oh, no, 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 we're doing, well, how is your office funded? Well, you know, from the proceeds of the, you know, so it's just, it, they're the highwaymen of the king. Literally, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And and people want to believe that things are so much different now than they were many hundreds of years ago when, you know, that you had the, the kings were essentially the, the strongest gang around, the guy who took his nobility at the point of a sword. But, you know, these, these, the government is, A, it's the majority of people that decide what the minority are going to have to do. B, it's a bunch of bureaucrats that never change out. I mean, the politicians may change a little bit, but rarely incumbents, they're, they're there for a long time, and the bureaucrats always stay. Politicians are just the insulation for the bad guys. I mean, Ernie, Ernie do you want to stick around for a little bit? Talk yeah. Well, what's going on in Phoenix? I mean, because as far as dealing with corruption, Phoenix is one of the hot spots. Uh, you've got old Sheriff Joe out there. We are entertained. He is one of the worst of the worst. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. You dial in. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. It is live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011, porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. You can go to learn more about this event that has just barely gotten started. There are people all over the place already here at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. 
right next to the White Mountains, which are just so beautiful. But you'll be distracted from the scenery by all kinds of conversations with interesting folks of all ages. Uh, we've got everybody from families to single people to couples, uh, various different people here enjoying themselves, meeting new friends, uh, meeting their their future family, essentially, because uh, for me, being here is like it's like choosing your family because family blood family is just basically to me it's just a group of strangers you're born into maybe you'll get born into some really cool people maybe you'll get born into some real jerks and maybe a mixture of uh, of the two but here you actually get to choose your family because there are hundreds of like-minded uh, liberty-oriented people coming here to new hampshire hundreds have already made the move over ten thousand almost eleven thousand people have pledged to move here to new hampshire and yeah, within 11,000 people, there are going to be some people you don't like, but there's going to be a lot of people that you do like and that you really get along with and that you can, you can create relationships with. And the, and Porcupine Freedom Festival, for a lot of people, is the very beginning of those, what it will end up being lifelong friendships and lifelong relationships. That is, presuming those people come here and make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, joining you in the studio tonight, as always, it's Ian and Mark. But Ernie Hancock uh, is here from Declare Your Independence, which is his radio show. You can listen to it over at LRN.FM. In fact, you're going to start uh, doing your show live here from Porkfest beginning tomorrow afternoon, presuming all the technical side of things uh, goes correctly. But, Ernie, always good to have you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, it's good to hear you guys breaking 100, man, 100 stations. That's, That's right. awesome. Thanks for that. You know, the thing is, it's so important, too, that you have – there you go. Thank you. It's so important, too, that you have the opportunity to get people that even hear this message. Because when you're talking about the relationships that you build when you come to – you're a freedom-oriented person. You meet other freedom-oriented people. It, it's more than just family. You know, it's a it's a psychological, uh, philosophical connection that you get immediately. So you can make lifelong friends in a weekend. Yeah, they feel like they're people that you have known for your whole life, but you actually haven't. Right. No, it, it's 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 always that way. And I've been, you know, libertarian for a long time and an activist since the early '90s. So it's as you go to these functions. I, I came with a friend uh, from San Francisco. We were in New Hampshire together, and I gave him a ride up here. And he arrives, and all of a sudden, he can't walk five feet without somebody. Hey, how you doing, man? Are you in there? Embrace it. Have a good. And I go. It's going to take me an hour to get to the camp spot, man. I'll exactly meet you there later. Like, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, you know a lot of people. The movement is widespread, but it's not so deep yet that uh, where you go somewhere where there are a lot of free oriented of people that you're not seeing somebody you already know and yeah. close to and they know people they want you to be this is growing very quickly and i encourage you know people that you want to experience this you come up to new hampshire there's no doubt about that now you come from a what i consider to be an activist hot spot uh, the phoenix arizona area that's where freedoms phoenix is based uh, freedomsphoenix.com and one of the problems, it seems, with Phoenix, and I was talking with a couple of guys from Cop Block, who you know real well, uh, Nick and Drew, they are behind the scenes uh, and on the air with the uh, the Cop Block Police Accountability Report, which is a five-minute-long weekly podcast that uh, is available for download over at coplock.org. Great stuff. They're doing awesome work over there. And I said to them, so how many cops are there in Phoenix? 
And of course, the answer was, you know, w- way too many to count. I mean, just all. Yeah, no, lot it does a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. a big, big city. Right. Well, I mean, it's more than that. They keep asking for more money. You know, they're always, we got to have a bond election to have more cops because if we don't have more cops, we won't have as many cops. I mean, you know, it's just, they, they do that. And then, of course, they have to fund themselves. They become such a large portion of the budget. And it's astronomical numbers. You take the Phoenix Police Department and it's, uh, you know, its budget. And it's 60, 70 percent of the city budget. Jeez. Whoa. I, and I'm going, I, is that even right? That can't be right. You know, so we started checking. That's what keeps coming up. So I'm I go, we got to keep checking this. You know, people that know you just go look at the city of Phoenix city budget. It's online and you'll see graphs and it shows how much it is of the budget. And I'm going, that has to include parks. Nope. There's another thing for parks. Well, maybe that includes fire. Nope. There's a thing for fire. And I'm going. Wow, man. So they're out there. They're the king's men. They're generating revenue or they wouldn't exist. Now, wasn't there a news story that, uh, you know, that was proven proven to be false, that Phoenix has the highest kidnapping rate in the United States because it's right there on the border or something like that? You know, they never were able to substantiate this until, you know, immediately after the election. (laughs) So they just made the claim. Yeah, it's just right before the election. They always do this kind of stuff. You know, it's um, and, you know, it, it may very well be true. You know, but uh, they, they can never really come up with the or they don't even care to bring up the figures because they always do this stuff right before the election. Yeah. You know, it's right when they you know it's the immigration thing and yeah. so on. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is and they reclassify crimes. What they do is they'll have a bunch of these guys that smuggle human beings into Arizona and then they'll sit on them. They have 100 people in a big house or a little farm or something like that. You know, hold them for ransom to their family to give them more money. And they'll go. Kidnapping, you know, and you know what yeah, it is. It sounds like you know, kidnapping, but I can see is. what you're saying. Yeah. But then they'll also use it as kidnapping. It's illegal aliens. It's this. It's that. I mean, they go, oh, yeah. we got a little drug thing here. We got you know. So they'll gotcha. they'll amp up all the numbers. So the numbers don't mean anything. You can't trust them for anything. Gotcha. So you've got Sheriff Joe Joe Arpaio, one of the most uh, well well known, loved and hated uh, sheriffs across the country. This guy is uh, a lot of people love to hate him. Well, he's <laughs> awful. I mean, he's just horrible. I was talking with the guys from Cop Block about him last night, and what's amazing is that he is so. He, like the social conservative types, they love this guy. They keep reelecting him. They love this, you know, this tough on crime crackdown approach where, you know, he just pretends like everybody he comes in, in contact with is the scum of the earth criminal. When all all of us know that he's filling those desert jails that he has, these outdoor jails in the desert in Arizona, he's filling these jails with nonviolent, peaceful drug offenders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the bad guys are in the air conditioning, along with the dogs and stuff. Yeah, and immigrants <laughs> and, as well. No, it's the guy. I tell you who the people are. They're poor. They're either yeah. a lot of them, or they just couldn't afford auto insurance. You know, it was that they didn't register their car. They right. couldn't afford auto insurance. And they, then you get a repeat offender on that, and you're in for yeah, a long time. Now these guys, they're they're. It's not even their. Non-vi- they're not even offenders, as far as I'm concerned, of anything. Right. They're just, you know, they, they didn't kiss the man's ring or give him enough money, and they're sitting in Tent City. And you know, Arpaio is just the product of a much larger problem. Absolutely. And, it's a and, symptom. And, and what happens, though, everybody, and, and I know Joe. I know him well since 92. Oh, yeah. No, we... Yeah, we, yeah, we're tight, man. You know, and uh, so we have conversations and everything. And and, and to, to shut him up about how popular he is and everything, I go, Joe, look, I get it, I get, it, I get it. You're the most dangerous guy on the planet. I get it. I understand. I agree. You're crazy. I know. I get it. You're the man. You know. Can we talk about something else? You know, because he's so bad. He just wants you to know it. And 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 how he gets away with it 
is his popularity polls that he keeps, you know, touting all over. Mm. And what happens is he's he's ex DEA that retired the Phoenix. Wait, wasn't he in charge in Mexico City of the DEA down there for a while? Uh, it was Central America. He was in Turkey also. And this is he, the reason he. You know, I'll tell you when we come He's a back. Spook. <laughs> uh, he serves a purpose, man. And you think I trust the election process anyway? You know, how are Arizona's crazy people electing him? I go, oh, I, I believe in the com- government computers. Yeah, that's it. All right, more coming up here. 800 259 9231. Maybe you got a question for Ernie Hancock. He's with us as well. This is Free Talk Live from Porkfest 20. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. Take control of these airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, SACL CAI is a huge part of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and that's where we are. Uh, we're going to be here throughout the uh, the week and we'll be talking with you. Of course, you can still call in about anything. We'll also be talking with interesting folks here that are at the Porkfest 2011 as they have the opportunity to come join us here on the air, sit in on the, the third mic here as Ernie Hancock is, uh, is with us right now. And uh, so head on over uh, to freetalklive.com, get interactive there, dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. By the way, uh, the Bitcoin apparently has hit a bit of a bumpy road here recently, Mark. Things have been very strange with the Bitcoin, and I'm very interested in what's going to happen in the future. But, um, you know, the U.S. dollar... It's had a bumpy road, too. Yeah, well, I don't know if you call that a bumpy road. It's more like a uh, fall off a cliff. Yeah, it's, it's a slow roll down Broke Hill. And the, the fact is the U.S. dollar has lost 97% of its value since the 1913 when it was introduced. And it, to some extent detached from the you know, metal-backed currency with fractional reserve banking over the years. The, the, the little threads have been cut more and more, and I believe the last one was cut in 70 or 71 by Richard Nixon. And it's, you know, I'm sorry. They're devaluing the U.S. dollar, and another currency will take its place at some point in the future. That currency could be bitcoins. They're decentralized, anonymous, an Internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value, well, you know, it's, it's up, it's down. I hope that it uh, continues to rise. You can find out more, though, at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Uh, weusecoins.org. All right, so 800-259-9231. We're going to continue to take some more phone calls here. Uh, Mama Alley is with us listening in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Ernest Hancock. Hello, Mama Alley. Hi, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? So um, 
I was going to call in tonight and let you guys know a little update. I've been getting messages that people have been calling and asking about how things are going. But real quick, I just heard that lady that was on from Tennessee. I'm not prepared to release all the things that we're doing here in Tennessee, but there is help out there. I hope she's still listening. We do have a Tennessee Cop Watch page up already on Facebook if she would like to post some of her things on there to share with other people. I can honestly say, though, given... Coming from Savannah, Knoxville is definitely one of the least threatening cities in anywhere. Mm. Traffic court has less than like ten people in it when you go. It, I, you know, she she definitely must not have been where it is worse because it is way worse in a lot more places. But there is help out there for her here in Tennessee if she would like to. Now, join where do us. where do people go to the to find Tennessee Cop uh, Cop Watch? It's on Facebook right now. They're working on um, okay. Cop Fails. Cop Fails has agreed to handle all of that. There will actually be a cop watch in every county, all 95 counties, when they're done. But they just got started. But the Tennessee well, that's cop a pretty, watch. That's a pretty lofty goal. I hope that someday you can call us to let us know that that has actually been accomplished because I would oh, love to see great. cop watch in existence in 95 counties. I mean, it would, be, it would seem difficult to make it happen in 10 counties here in New Hampshire, let alone uh, 95 in Tennessee. It's, uh, again, very lofty, but good for you. I'm networking and outreaching every day, and you know how I do. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys, um, two days before court to get my little girl back, my ex-husband fled to Alaska with her, and it will be another two months before I get to see her, at least. Well, hold, so, the, so court, the court date's in two days, but it's going to be two months? It, when the court date came, two days before the court date came, he, he left for Alaska. And oh, his attorney, I see. His attorney was there. They got another continuance for three more months, and it's going to be another long, drawn-out deal. But I don't want to talk about the bad stuff. I just want to let people know what's going on with my baby. It's still not good. It's still, you know, really rough for us here in our family. But on a good note, today I did... I will be selling food again, starting tomorrow. I will have a storefront. I'm no longer underground. I, it's still tax-free, though. <laughs> I still really? get paid off percentage. Yeah. Now, I, um, how are you going to pull that one off? And because for our listeners that don't know, Mama Allie is uh, the proprietor of uh, what was once Savannah Last Biscuit. It was an underground, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Ernie, but it was an underground uh, food establishment that did delivery only. So you'd call in your order, you get some delicious southern cooking delivered to your door, uh, the Price is Right, huge portions. She was actually here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year cooking up for uh, food for all kinds of people. And uh, you kind of had gone down to Tennessee for uh, you know other reasons. Uh, you hadn't really set up the last biscuit down there, and now you say you're going to open a storefront. I mean, you want to talk about increasing the risk. If you're not going to jump through the state's hoops, it will, probably won't be more than a few weeks before somebody snitches you out and the cops come calling. No, baby, it's already open. The store's already open. The um, gentlemen who run the store are foreign, so they don't have to pay any business tax for seven years. And I went in on a free market contract working on percentage, so I won't be paying any taxes as far as what I'm getting paid. So would you say this is so, like a loophole then, that there's some sort of Tennessee law that allows them to do business for seven years without having to uh, to, to get a business permit? I, I don't believe it's um, Tennessee, baby. I, I believe it's nationwide. If you come from another country and you open a business here in America from another country, you get seven years of tax-free business working. So that's why all the Patel gas owners. So yeah, that may be taxes, but that doesn't. You know, that's not necessarily giving you a food permit or right. a health permit. No, what about the health? No, 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 no. Listen, they already have all that. But they already have an open kitchen. What I did is I went in with my menu. 
and a free market percentage-based plan for them. My pay is my pay is tax-free. What I'm working with is tax-free, and it's really cool because I'm getting to take all the gas station crap out. I'm bringing in all the local Tennessee farmers here. I've got a meeting with 17 different farmers next week. Super excited about that. Bringing them all into one place. We're going to get some real good food in there. And I went. There's actually they have a really cool thing right down the road here. It's called King's Hydro Farm, and it's an entire farm that's hydroponics. And I picked. Yes, very very cool. I picked fresh green tomatoes that I cooked yesterday. Very very cool. So basically yeah. you're saying is that you managed to get a deal where you don't have to de- interface with the state agents in any way, maybe yeah. except for the occasional inspection. That's pretty awesome. Uh, and the business owners are actually the ones that are jumping through whatever hoops need to be jumped through. Correct. Yep. And they're willing and to pay you without any kind of tax forms or anything like that. I mean, that's not too shabby. Based on a percentage, yeah. I'm really excited to be able to bring in, you know, the local farmers, you know what I mean, to have us to have a local outlet like that and to be able to outsource locally is very, very cool for everything that we're doing here, you know, to be able to support our local people, very awesome. And you know, Great news, me, Allie. And I hope you. I hope that uh, you have good luck getting uh, getting your daughter back. I mean, we had the opportunity to meet her last year when you came up to yeah. visit uh, New Hampshire. That nice young lady, and uh, and you're a fine lady as well. So uh, thanks for the call tonight, Allie. I always appreciate hearing from you, and uh, of course, encouraging many people to do what she has done and start their own businesses without asking permission from the state. Obviously, if you're going to open up a storefront, that increases your visibility. It increases the likelihood that some aggressors uh, calling themselves the state government will come around and come calling. She's subcontracting, though. I think she's in pretty good shape. No, I think you're right. I think she is. But other people may not have the uh, the luxury sure, sure. of finding a, a deal like that. And, uh, you know, there are people that are talking about moving up here to New Hampshire and doing things like delivery business, like, you know, probably inspired uh, by folks like Mama Allie. And I think that I think it's a great idea, you know, running a kitchen. Uh, you don't have to jump through any. Everybody's got one or just about. Yeah. So you're already paying the rent to live at that place. So you can make some more money off of uh, off of the, the, the facilities that mm-hmm. you do have. No, no additional real costs as far as it's going to be time, you know, yeah, the time, time food costs. But uh, hopefully those will be re- recouped. Right. Right. So uh, I think it's heroic. The more people that can do business uh, outside of the system, the better. And of course, that's, that's considered agorism. And that's what's happening here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Porkfest 2011, Agora Alley has become, I think, Agora Valley, where there are something like two to four times as many vendors this year than last year. And, Ernie, you were here last year. I'm sure you tasted some of the delicious food last year, right? Yeah, they ran out. They did. You know, so now they're hopefully they'll have a lot more. And uh, we got a couple tables here in Agora Valley, Excellent. you know, hawking silver and all that stuff that we do, and the guys are having fun. So it's... Uh, I wasn't sure I was going to come, but it was just so much fun. I knew they were going to have a heck no. You couldn't miss it. More coming up here in moments. Remaining moments coming up, 800-259-9231. Enough time for you and your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com.
Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Even here in the remaining moments, there's still enough time for you and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Even though we are live on the site of the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 edition here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, Lancaster, New Hampshire, the northern portion of the state. Uh, it's uh, the once a year that I get to come up to uh, the northern part of New Hampshire. Normally, most of the action, uh, as far as activism is concerned, takes place in the southern portion. I think there are some activists that have made the move up here to uh, the northern part, but we're still early on in this whole Free State Project thing. There are still thousands of people that have pledged to move who have not yet moved, and two of those people are sitting here in the uh, studio with me uh, tonight. Actually, I don't know if either of you have pledged to move. I'm, I'm actually going out on that limb, but Ernie Hancock is here, and actually Tennyson uh, here as well from the Thinking Liberty podcast. Is it thinkingliberty.net? Yes, thinkingliberty.net. Make sure yeah. you jump right up in that microphone. Oh, yeah, you're going to talk right into this thing now, so let me put it to my lip like, you I, got like that you've soft, got, you got, that got soft. Mick Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna get the, uh, the the Mick Jagger type of thing going. The Mike Jagger, those words. So, uh, the both of y'all, you guys are old hands here at Porkfest. You've been here for years. And yeah. uh, you, uh, Tennyson, you might have even been going to more of these than I have. When did you start going to Porkfest? Uh, at least 2008 now. So, I, I, we, I started out in Gunstock Acres, and they moved away from Gunstock Acres and came here to Rogers. And so, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And you seem to have lost more hair in that time. You used to have yeah, long hair. I, now I, it's very short. I used to have hair that was long and all black. Now I have have short hair that is partially white. So, <laughs> really? Oh, okay. I didn't. I wasn't going to say anything about that. I didn't Thank notice you. it. See, I'm glad that out. you did not notice it. <laughs> uh, so you're here, and you are like a professional photographer guy. You yeah. are always taking pictures of all the stuff that's uh, that's going on here. And of course, Ernie's been here for years yep. uh, now. And you know, uh, not at Porkfest. You know, I came to uh, New Hampshire probably in the last four years, my sixth trip. Okay. You know, but uh, so I've been up here a lot, but only last year that I come to the actual Pork Fest. It was awesome. Have you been to Liberty Forum? Yeah, I'm sure. Ernie, you've been to the Liberty Forum before, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I, Liberty Forum. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been to a lot of things. You know, we were here during the Ron Paul Revolution yeah. activities right. before Christmas and after Christmas. And... Which you guys started that, by the way. I mean, credit where credit's due. The, the Phoenix activist crew started up the Revolution thing. I'm sure everybody that's paid attention to the Ron Paul campaign has seen it where the word revolution, love, is yeah, kind of reversed. The, the, right. the Revolution. Yeah, the E-V-O-L and revolution is taken and turned around. And it's, it's, you can see love immediately inside the thing. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So you guys kicked that off, and uh, and you mentioned the Liberty Forum. That's the yearly, well, once what, what was yearly, and yes. hopefully it will start uh, up again next year. Yeah, Liberty Forum was the president my of the Free State Project is back in the back of the room. <laughs> Carla, I, I'm sure we'll talk to her at some point here this week, but she's saying, yes, the, the, the Liberty Forum's coming back. Saying yes. Okay, let's see, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> Liberty Forum was my first New Hampshire event. That's what I came up to New Hampshire mm -hmm. for originally. It's like, no, uh, Chris Lawless, uh, um, John, Krista, they, they found me and was like, you know, hey, do you want to shoot uh, Liberty Forum? I said, yeah, okay. And so I came back up for Liberty Forum, and that was my first uh, real exposure to the, the beauty of the Free State Project. What has changed What has changed for you since then, as far as your experience? Numbers. <laughs> Just straight-up numbers. Uh, yeah? You uh, noticed there, that. There are so many more people here now than there were before that it, it's just kind of... Uh, I, I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> there's faces that are new every single sure. year, and there's even old faces that I just... I, I can't keep track of them anymore. It is a challenge, a constant challenge. Yeah. I mean, uh, I meet somebody new, and I'm usually apologizing because I'm sorry, but exactly. it takes me a few times to meet somebody before I'll remember who yeah, you I, are. I, I tend to stand out in this crowd for some reason, though. So. Well, yeah, yeah. It's the camera. We, we you do know, need more. Uh, <laughs> well, well, one thing, I, I want to bring this up for the end of the show, because I want to be spending a lot of time on it this week, 
is um, I've been around since early 90s and so on. I was the young guy. You know, yeah. I'm starting to get older now. And what happened, I've seen the flavor kind of shift from the uh, libertarian thing more into the, an anarchist kind of libertarian sure, yes. thing. And in, where you have, there's still, of course, libertarian philosophy. We're, we're getting a round of applause. Well, from the I mean, because you know, a lot of people are still, we have some people here because they're so inspired by last year and us talking about it and so on and, and what's been uh, talked about online at Porkfest. They're coming here, they're going to try and recruit the anarchists to start voting, you know. And, I, <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, I, you know, but be nice, be nice. We're so, getting a round you know, of booze for but, I, but I'm just, it's going to be very interesting to see that discussion. I'm going to try and have it on air uh, start tomorrow because I, I see the shift. They go, oh, the anarchist. Well, it's not it's not on anarchists to vote. You know what I'm going? Well, I think we should talk about that tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm not an anarchist. I prefer the term voluntarist. I think that uh, anarchist suggests it's, it's kind of a negative term. It's like saying you're an atheist, that you don't. there's something that you don't believe in. There's something that you don't follow. Uh, I, I think voluntarist is, is much more positive because it, it identifies what you what your belief system is. It identifies what your values are, and that is that you believe that humans should interact on a consensual basis, which a lot of the people that I that uh, call themselves anarchists would agree with. They would agree that with that statement, but they love the term anarchist because it's you know it's like a pirate. You know, it's like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's true. What, what's happened is they didn't even have the term voluntarist, and it was because of the sentiments that you just expressed. That voluntarist has a much more uh, of a positive connotation to it, and it's been defined well by people like here in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And that those that I've known that would call themselves anarchists, I become more and more anarchists, as, you know, a long time ago. But what happened was is that they go, well, yeah, that's what I. They start calling themselves voluntarists now. Mm -hmm. So the ones that like to embrace the word anarchist, it's not because the definition is any different. You know, it might. I don't think it's as common as you think. I think voluntarist is really starting to sweep the movement. It might be. I mean, Carl Wattner's been using voluntarist for decades now. So we, we all know Carl Wattner is an anarchist, but he likes to use voluntarist. And I, mean, I, I, I prefer anarchist. I'm an unabashed, unashamed You don't care anarchist. if people think you're going to throw Molotov cocktails. I mean, because that's what they think well, I when, mean, if, you, if when I, you say anarchist. They think you're going to break yeah. storefront windows and throw Molotov cocktails and you're well, a Well, the very same people, that, Ian, are going to try and do do the same thing with the word voluntarist. Well, uh, I haven't but heard that is, I know it's harder okay, to do it with the You're going to give yourself like five years with the word voluntarist and then just run away from that one too. Right? You know, when the, that's fine. I mean, I don't okay. mind changing, uh, you know, changing my spots if, if necessary. But uh, I haven't seen anybody throw any uh, bombs in any storefront windows and right. uh, call themselves anarchists. Or excuse me, call themselves voluntarists. voluntarists. Thus far, they're still calling themselves yeah, anarchists. See, I mean, I have philosophical <laughs> differences with the voluntarists. Like, I don't really think it's a full enough term. I like anarchist because it does actually have some sort of uh, a full negative connotation. It's like the example of negative rights versus positive rights. Like, you which give... is a concept that's very confusing. Exactly. So, with negative rights, the idea is that they, or with negative rules, even it's that there are things you cannot do, but the reason to do that is because it's, uh, there's a very expansive world of what you can do. So, they have these specific limits on what you cannot do and there's a specific thing which we are against 
and everything else is pretty much. The I'm not reason. against government. I'm yeah, pro freedom. No. So what yeah, you, exactly. yeah, no, what you no, are no, specifically for is voluntary yeah. action, and that's fine. But I'm. Well, even, he's thinking yeah. more of a political view of it. I mean, yeah. how it's perceived and that kind of yeah, thing. I mean, if you're going, to, going it's a marketing if it, thing. If it, well, yeah, yeah. See, that's what you're we're right. Doing. You're right. Totally we're marketing. selling well, see, liberty. But right. the point I'm trying to make is, is that as time goes on and the more of a threat you become to the establishment, they will try and make the word voluntarist bad. I think it's difficult. I've heard this. I've heard I think this. it's difficult because it's, that's a good word. It's, it's going to be really hard to do that. theory. I think there's validity to what you're saying. I, I understand that a but lot of you think they're going to leave you alone? No, I don't think no. they're going to leave me alone. It's like I, I, he's, he's going for the five-year run. Then he's going to change his spots to another term. Yeah, 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 then I'll be a consensualist. That's a better word than voluntary. So I've got, a, like I've got it lined up already, then. Yeah, we can, so. We've got another five years, and by that right. time, we should have the voluntary society, right? So <laughs> ten years, it's a done deal. All right, you're working on the ten-year plan, then. Yeah. But, it's, but it is about marketing. It is about selling yes. these ideas. And if you don't sell – I'm not the kind of guy who's going to put on a suit. As long as it's accurate, I don't have a problem. I am the suit-wearing anarchist, which people don't – they simply cannot under, understand, and then they have to force to see it when they have it in front of them. That's that, true. Yeah. If you can really shatter their expectations exactly. about what an anarchist is, then right. that could get them open-minded enough yes. to accept another idea. Yeah. I'm just not interested in dealing with the baggage. Okay. Now, the I mean, baggage that's, that's is fine. they're going to they're hang baggage around yes. your neck no matter what. As, as soon, soon as, as you open your mouth and exactly. start explaining what your position as is. As soon as you that. become relevant to the larger scope of that, as you are quickly becoming, Mr. I got a hundred and something stations, this is going to be, you know, all of a sudden voluntarist, man, it's going to be in the bullseyes on some big bad guy's wall somewhere, okay? Get used to it. I mean, I, I've seen it, the cycle, so many times. I'm waiting, all right? So all when right. it happens, you Yeah, no, Lovolution's going to be hard for them to yeah. do, but it's not like they're not going to try. Right. right. Mm. Yeah, I, Bob Barr tried to use it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I could, I, so, if, if I were on the other side, I could do something with that. So, yeah. so we are here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2011 edition. Uh, I, there's just so much to go. We've just barely even gotten started. we got five more shows to do. Free Talk Live is going to be on every single night of the week here uh, this week, all the way through our Saturday show. So if you didn't get a chance to get in tonight, uh, get on the air, whether you're in the studio audience or whether you just uh, wanted to make a phone call in here and get on. Maybe you've got a question about Pork Fest or the Free State Project. It doesn't have to be that uh, as the discussion point we can still talk about. There's a lot in the news we haven't even touched on. Uh, apparently, the CIA and the FBI websites got hacked. Oh, yeah. So maybe we'll talk more about that tomorrow night. The crowd loves that. Yes. Yeah, I think it was you. A round of applause to low security. You. So. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for coming on the show tonight. I Thank really you. appreciate it, as yeah. always. Uh, catch Ernie tomorrow at lrn.fm, freedomsphoenix.com, tennison at thinkingliberty.net. We'll be back tomorrow night. See you then. All right. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.